Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Arsenal knock, it's a different kind of knock. But when the postman knocked, I knew it was a big fat check for Raul. <laughs> oh, but, but not anymore. Nobody wants Raul. I, I cast aside. Uh, I am unemployable and... Everyone hates me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Treacle. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello, it's a hello from me, and it's a hello from these guys as well. Mike McDonald, it's great to have you on board again, Mike. How are you? Doing well, thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Great to have you on board. And Richard, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad at all. Yeah, looking forward to this, actually. I think it's going to be a good show, this. Yeah, always enjoy having you on as well. I think we always, like I said, off air, I think we always have some good battles about players that we don't disagree on, but it's always in good faith. And Chappers. Fingers crossed you've got a really good signal at the moment. Great to ah. have you on. <laughs> I, I mean, there's no response to that one, is there? You know, we can, no. we can but oh, we can pray to the football gods, the p- footballing podcast gods, and see if, if it works in our favour tonight. That's that's all I've got. I must say, you're looking great. You're looking more and more like a ca- character at Game of Thrones every every uh, episode at the moment. 
I, 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 do you know what? I thought you were going to say you're looking more and more like a character from The Simpsons because my lighting's a bit weird, but uh, I'll try and sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, haven't got, you haven't got quite the face shape for that the, or the lips or anything. You need a, a Leslie Ash trout pout, I think, and then you'll be halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like, I like, love the Game of Thrones reference. In fact, funnily enough, somebody actually just sent me a WhatsApp of um, the actor uh, Ewan Rian. Uh, who plays, um, oh, God, what was his name? The really nasty nasty guy who cut off, I um, think, matey's penis. Um, well, anyway, yeah, oh. yeah, a picture of him and, and sort of... Uh, sort of finger, the, something you? finger. Is it, uh, oh, what's his name? I, I just remember. can't remember. The, oh, um, I something finger. Keep wanted to say Bradley Walsh, but it's obviously not him. <laughs> um, he's been in most things, but I don't think he's in Game of Thrones. No, no, uh, no. The name Game of Thrones, by the way. I've never ever watched it. No, it's been a few years since I watched it as well, to be honest. So I've forgotten. I, I think you make an excellent maester, Rich. Well, I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'll assume it's a compliment, so I'll thank you for that. And, and Mike looks more like Peaky Blinders. Would you have there, Mike? It's great. Trying. Looking good. Thank Looking you. good. Right, let's get going. It's going to be a good one today. I think I'm really looking forward to it. It's the uh, squad, the 25-man squad for the next season, 21-22. And I think we're going to have, a, you know, a few disagreements along the way, um, which is always uh, always healthy. But it's, it's quite a complicated thing to really work out. I mean, you've got a lot to take into account with the, the non-homegrown players. You can only have a maximum of 17 you can only have, uh, obviously, you need to have eight uh, homegrown uh, players, ideally, as well in your squad. Uh, but you can also have as many academy players as you like. There's no sort of restriction on that as well. But bearing in mind, we are obviously only going to be doing looking at the uh, the Premier League squad. Um, so a lot of decision, decisions, I'll put my teeth in, to make regarding who you're going to let go, who you're going to bring in, who you're going to promote. And so on and so forth. And there could be a few hard decisions as well with players we probably like, but think it's probably best to say au revoir to. So I, I think we'll go through. Well, the way I've worked it out, if we work, if we go through the goalkeepers first, I've actually then got the right-backs, the left-backs, the centre-backs, and I've also split up my midfielders into central defensive midfielders and the attacking midfielders. doesn't matter if you haven't. But I just thought it's an easier way for me to imagine uh, imagine things, really. And I, I think it's a good way of, um, of looking at it because they're very, very different types of players, as we know. So um, goalkeepers-wise, myself, personally, I haven't really made any changes apart from, if we can, just to get rid of Rooney McBruneface, um, who is obviously nowhere near <laughs> good enough for us. But I've gone with Leno and Ryan still. Now... I've mentioned a few times that uh, I don't think Leno is a long-term uh, goalkeeper good enough to get us where we really want to go, which is obviously league champions and going as far as we can in the Champions League eventually. Now, we're way off that. So, in my opinion, although I want to, I do want to move on from Leno eventually, he's far from uh, top of the list of priorities and uh, we've got a lot more to do. Um, I think, in the summer than worrying about replacing Leno, personally. And then the third choice, it could either be 
I'd be happy with either Arthur Onkonkwo or Carl Hine from the under 23. So I think are progressing really, really well, personally. So I'll go to you first, Mike, and see what your thoughts are on the goalkeeper situation for the squad next year. Well, the ins and outs selections are identical to yours there, Andrew. Um, I need to ditch Runnison. Got a small little fee there. I think 25 pence and some fruit pastels um, for him. Um, That's a big deal, isn't it? You you'll get that much? Well, maybe one of those sherbet things. You remember them licorice sticks? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd go for it myself because I love fruit pastels, you know. <laughs> All right, the I like Chappers, the sour ones. Chappers nice. has already bought. He's bought Runderson off me. I've actually I lied, Chappers. It's two million. So if you could just mail me the cashier's check for two million. Sorry, no, no, no. I love I love fruit pastels. I'm selling them to you, mate. I want the fruit <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I um, yeah, agree with your. Sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. I was going to say. I've been a little bit more pessimistic on the the price we potentially might get from him. I'll put a, ma- a minimum of a million to a maximum of two million. Um, I think I'd be quite happy with getting the million pound back that we paid, really, or near and near near enough. Yeah, yeah, I'd uh, agree with personal. that. I totally so agree. I, 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 on the yeah, side of caution. Yeah, sure. On the Leno thing, I'm right with you. I would say that I think that Leno has got better every season he's been at Arsenal. And he's been one of our players of the season this year. Of course, he's much better handling the ball, saving shots than he is making decisions with his feet. But I still think he's got better at that. And uh, Patsy Ryan, is um, that was a really good signing for me. And uh, I did did debate. The other fellow I debated on, but there's no reason to not go with Matthew Ryan because he's going to be free and so is this guy. And I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but he's the key, uh, the keeper at Palace who's going to be free in the summer as well. Uh, Vin- Vincente Gaeta? Gaeta? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah, but he's yeah. Um, he's the same as Matty Ryan. But there's no point choosing him over over Ryan, really, because um, Ryan's done well. And, and um, I like the fact he's an Arsenal fan, Andrew, quite yeah. honestly. I like that. I think that actually yeah. adds uh, 10% to a player's game if they mm. really want to play for the club. And especially a keeper sitting on the bench... He's going to be frustrated um, unless he's uh, got a reason to be there. And I think Matty Ryan's got a reason to be there. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's a big. It goes a long way in my book as well. The fact that he, you can tell that he feels really proud and privileged to be at Arsenal, even though he obviously is number two and he's not going to get much game time. I think he's uh, he's still very very happy to be at the club. And I think when he does get his chance, he will do everything he can to you know to play as well as he can for us. So what about you then, Richard? Well, yeah, pretty similar. I would get rid of an and I would just give him away for free if we have to, because he's obviously Mm. not good enough for us. Take the hit for a million pound that we paid. I would try to sign Matt Ryan on a permanent if we can, because I know it's probably be a free transfer anyway, but try to get him signed up. Um, Yeah, obviously Leno would be number one. And yeah, like you said, Andrew, we've got a couple of decent goalkeepers in the in the kind of youth system, haven't we, with a Quanqua, like you said, and that other guy. So we, we're pretty much covered there. That leaves us with two main goalkeepers and one young goalkeeper. So maybe if ever we're needed, mm. you know, or to sit on the bench in the Europa League. So, yeah, I think that's, I think it's a priority to get rid of Renarsson because, he, you know, he, he didn't even get on the bench in the last Europa League game that we played, has he? So obviously he's not part of the plan. So we need to get him out and then, yeah, and do everything we can to convince Matt Ryan to stay. Maybe you might need to play a couple more games. But yeah, I mean, I think he's a 
potentially Matt Ryan's a better goalkeeper than Burt Leno, actually, I think. Potentially. I, I do think, I, I agree with, with Mike. I think Burt Leno's a good goalkeeper and he has improved with us and he's one of our most important players. But I actually think Matt Ryan could potentially be a better goalkeeper than him, actually. So it's good to have those two again, a bit like we had with, with, um, with Martin as before, two good goalkeepers that you can rely on when they're needed. And if, if Matt Ryan's yeah. needed, he's not going to let us down. And if Burton and us, us plays as well, he's not generally going to let us down either. So I think goalkeeping side looks pretty... You know, if we get rid of an Arsenal, I think that's looking a good position for us next season. I think we're healthy in that, in that position, certainly. And it's not going to cost us any money, is it? Because Matt Ryan will be free. So um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much easy to solve, that issue, isn't it, really? Let's, uh, let's just hope we can get Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think so. I would probably, one thing I'll, I'd add on to this before I come to you, Chappers, as well, is um, I would probably be looking to get Bert Leno signed up to a new contract as well, just to protect his value moving forward. Because he's uh, only, Matt Ryan is but it's a similar age, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's a year younger, Matt Ryan. Yeah, they're, they're similar though, aren't they? Within a year yeah. or so. But about the 26, 27, 28 mark within that sort of region by the, come the summer. So... And I believe that Burt Leonard will be down to two years remaining, or one year remaining even. Two but years. Either two way, years. yeah, either way, he would be worthwhile signing up to a new deal anyway, just to protect his, his future value yeah. Yeah. moving forward. What about you then, Chappers? Um, well, uh, I'm, obviously I would stick with Ben, Le ben Leno. Uh, I don't think that he's done anything particularly wrong. Um Obviously, he has his flaws. Uh, the playing out for the, from the back thing has proved to be a little bit problematic for him. But having said that, he was. I mean, if you remember, he was really, really terrible. He's making short steps in the right direction, I think. Um, I think purely for cost reasons. I think, yeah, I'm, Rich is bang on with, with keeping Matty Ryan because he's going to be free, uh, for sure. But actually, if, if money was no object... Um, I'd actually be looking at a couple of other keepers. I know that they're looking at Raya from Brentford, but I don't think he's going to come up. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to come to it. Because in all likelihood, they're going to go up. Uh, but they, you know, they could well do a Brentford, I suppose. Um, and I, I don't think he's going to be cheap anyway, um, should that happen. But um, the other keeper I've been keeping a bit of an eye on um, is the Fulham keeper, Ariola who I think is a, a superb goalie. Um, he's, you know, he's he, he's a PSG uh, player, but I, I I don't know if he's got what it takes to kind of uh, to break it into the break into the first team. And I think that if we, yeah, if we're looking at somebody uh, who would be happy to kind of play at a high profile club, but play second fiddle, that might be another keeper that I would be prepared, you know, prepared to look at and, and bring in. I have no idea what he would cost. Um, not sure what what his cost. I have no idea how long his contract is. So, uh, but I think he's a really tasty keeper. And uh, I, I, uh, go on. I think he may be free in the summer. If correct me if I'm wrong, because we were linked with him last summer when we were linked. When obviously we ended up getting Runison, yeah. but yeah, we were linked yeah. with him then. I, I, I'm sure no. when we were yeah. that he was going to become free in the summer. I might be again, might be wrong. I haven't got the details in front of me, but worth a look at. It's an no-brainer. I think he's. A, I really think he's a superb keeper. Um, I've not. I've nothing against Matty Ryan. I, he's a great goalie too. Uh, I don't agree with you there, Rich, but by saying that he has, I don't think that he has the same ceiling as Leno. Uh, mind you, 
who knows because we haven't actually seen that much of him in an Arsenal shirt. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I just thought I'd chuck a spanner in the works there with Ariola. Um, uh, as for the third keeper, it'd have to be Arthur Conquo because his name's so fun to say. Yeah, <laughs> it is very much so. So I think we're all pretty much in agreement there. Then um, good thought though about Ariola. Um, you know, when I ever say that, I feel like a bit of a tit. But um, hey, yeah, he's a goalkeeper. Hey, I'm here all week. Right, right back. Um, I have gone for a right back to sell Bellerin, uh, keep Cedric, and bring in. And this is this is going to be a controversial one, probably because there's lots of other names uh, sort of flowing around. But I will bring in Matty Cash from Aston Villa. I really like him as a player, and I think he'd be not cheap by, by any stretch of the imagination. He'd be hard to prize away from Villa, but um. I really, really like him. And I think he's a good young player. He's got bags of pace. And he's exactly the type of right back that we are crying out for at the moment. He's dynamic. He's got a really good cross on him. Athletic. I think he, he can do everything we're looking for. I, I've, regards to the cost of bringing him in, I would be, look, I'm guessing, and I've looked on um, transfer marks, which is very, you know, I don't really go by their prices, but he's, he's down as around 27 million. So I've put down around the sort of the 30 to 35 million pound mark to to get him in. I think we could probably get 20 to 25, 20, minimum of 20 million for Bellerin, potentially 25. Um, so we've got to make up a, a gap of around 10 million pounds potentially. But the, with his age, the fact that he's homegrown and the, the, quality of player he is, I think he'd be a really good choice, personally. I mean, you know, you may not agree, but I, I would like to uh, bring him in. But as a third choice, we've also got Chambers to fall back on. We've also got Ozai Tutu in the in the reserves, who's been um, quite successful on, on loan as a fourth choice, which would be very unlikely to have to fall back on. And we've also got Zach Swanson as well in the, in the under-23s, who's doing quite well. So I think with those three, I mean, um, Cash, Cedric, and a, and a third choice of Chambers, I think we're pretty well covered there. So, Mike, what, what, you, what do you think on that? Well, okay, yeah, I would get rid of Osututu. His contract's up in the summer, uh, so he'll be going for free. He's at Cardiff, I, think, I believe, right now. And actually, he's been playing more as a right winger, certainly abroad. He has, yeah. Than, um, mm. than he has been as a right back. And um, I haven't seen enough of him to make a, a true judgment, but I do know that the players that I've chosen, I prefer. Um, so the other one, the big one is Bellerin. Um, I value him as a, a, as a person. I value him as a, a 7 out of 10 uh, fullback. And um, I think he's a better defender. A lot of people say he's a better attacker than defender. I disagree. I think he's a better defender than uh, an attacker. But I'm just... For many, many years, I've been over Hector Bellerin running down the right wing, being given the ball and then being submissive with it when um, when he used to be a right midfielder as a youngster. And he has more opportunities to uh, to beat a man than most because he has a lightning burst of pace where he did and, and he still isn't slow, is he? So I just um, he's bothered me too much over the years. I think Arsenal deserve a player that uh, isn't as submissive as Bellerin is willing to take on his fullback. 
course, Bellerin's strength is off the ball. But you know what? If I played for Arsenal, Andrew, I would make sure that I stayed behind a practice uh, on a daily basis until I developed a trick or two and a way to beat the, the guy, the left back that I'm up against every single week for over 50% of the game. So I think Arsenal deserve better. So Bellerin, I've stuck a 13 million tag on him and I'm fully understanding that it's, it may be less and it could be a loan because of the situation we're in, but we just don't know. So, And I've brought in um, Tarek Lamptey and my reasoning here isn't just because Arsenal are after Tarek Lamptey. Um, I, I, I hope it's okay to say that I feel like I identified him when he was back at Chelsea as somebody who makes a difference. And here's my main point, I guess, I want to make about the right-back situation. I think everybody would agree that Kieran Tierney is a threat going forward and a very good defender. He's both. So, to me, if you want to um, move forward as a team, you've got to make sure that you give uh, your opponent trouble coming from both sides. If they're going to slide across tight and compact on Tierney's side because he's such a threat, um, because they can do that because Bellerin and Cedric maybe aren't quite as much, that hurts the team. So I think what you have to do as a coach is that you have to balance that and you have to make sure that your guy on the right is as much of a problem for them as the guy on the left. And to me, I don't see a, a, a right back in world football that is the sort of player that the coach has no uh, option but to talk about and take care of in the locker room pre-game and the, on the practice field. And here's the other piece of that is if you've got inverted wingers, Pepe, Saka, and you've got those guys on the right, they're wanting to come in on their left foot more than go outside. So, you know, you need a player who's going to attract attention. So when Lamptey goes on the outside, somebody has to go with him because that guy is dangerous. So uh, he would he would also be a help to, to Pepe maybe more than Saka because Pepe needs the distraction because he attracts the crowd. So that's my signing there. Cedric, uh, I would keep hold of. I think he's done fantastically well. Congratulations to him for being called up for Portugal again. And I'm like you, Andrew. Um, I would debated over David Louise and Callum Chambers. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but um, I have kept Callum Chambers because he can do three things. Uh, I, I actually think that he, um, much like um, it was mentioned that uh, Matty Ryan might end up being a better goalkeeper than uh, Leno. I don't disagree uh, with that necessarily. I also think Callum Chambers could end up being one of our starting two centre-backs. He certainly was our best player before he got injured. He was doing fantastically well. And I think Arsenal, if they have a five-foot-two right-back, which is about what Lamptey is, they need to have the option, much like we, we used Chambers against Burnley, right? We needed a more physical, taller guy who was going to deal with the aerial threat. So I feel like keeping a hold of him so he can play uh, right back, centre back and then defensive midfield if absolutely needed uh, makes sense. The only other thing I'd mention was I, I did consider Hakimi, Hakimi Ashraf, who might be the best right back in Europe, uh, who's now into Milan, uh, been at Dortmund, Real Madrid. I think um, he's a wonderful player, but I, I went for Lamptey because I think he's frightening and I think he attracts attention. I think Arsenal need that. Um, just before we move on to you, Richard, I mean, of course, I really undenied about Tarek Lamptey. The reason I went for Matty Cash is because in in terms of style, I think he's very similar to Tierney. I'm not saying at the moment at all he's anywhere near as good as Tierney, but in his style uh, and uh, or physicality, he's very similar. And I think he could turn out to be a similar player. Lamptey, uh, he makes me think 
every time I see him, that he's much more of a wing back than a, a right back in a in a four. And that's the only drawback for me. He's very very slight of um, of stature, which is not not a problem, not too much of a problem. Bit of a concern about the in a similar way to Tierney that about his injuries at the moment as well. But I can overlook that. But he um, he really <laughs> impresses me in the right in the sort of the right wing back position. And I've heard it said a number of times, and I do agree that he doesn't look quite so good in the back four. That's the slight drawback for me. Uh, hence why I think that, because I, I totally agree with what you said uh, about having similar right back and left back. And I, I do believe, whenever I've seen uh, Cash, that he is he is that sort of similar player to Tierney, quite an old fashioned right back, but with bags of pace, power, good crosser, and he doesn't sort of dwell on the ball too much. He doesn't try, try and do anything flash in a similar way to Tierney. So that's why he convinces me a little bit more long-term in that sort of role. But that's only... I don't disagree with anything you said, really, uh, Mike, either. I do lo- really love uh, Lamptey as a player. Um, Richard, what's your thoughts on that position? Yeah, I mean, not not massively different. I would get rid of Bellerin, yeah, because I think we can get some half-decent money for him. I also would get rid of Chambers as well. Um, he's got a year left on his contract, um, so I, I don't think he's quite at the level that we need to move forward. I would get, I would sell him for while we can get what we can for him. We're not going to probably get an awful lot, I don't expect. Um, I mean, the two, fair enough, the two right backs I'd written down to bring in were actually Lamptey and Cash. That those are the two that I think either of those two I'd be happy with. I think they would fit into the way that we play, um, and I, I think they would. They're both better than what we've currently got with Bellerin and possibly Chambers as, as the two. Obviously, I'll keep Cedric as well. In fact, Cedric at this moment in time would be number one, the number one in that position. Um, but obviously, we're looking to strengthen the squad for next season. So, yeah, I would say either of either of Lamptey or Cash, would I'd be happy with either of those two. I think Lamptey's maybe a little bit easier to get because of Brighton's situation in the league. I think Aston Villa are likely to finish above us. They could be in Europe. We might not be. might be difficult to prize Matty Cash away from Villa. Um, but out of the two, I think Lamptey is more likely. But yeah, I mean, another player who, who's kind of caught my eye, maybe for his versatility, almost like a replacement for Callum Chambers, would be Mason Holgate, because he can play right back or centre back, a bit like Chambers. So he, yeah. He's better, more mobile, better in the air. He's a better footballer. Again, would we be able to prize him away from Everton when there could be in the top four? So I don't know. But he's another player that's caught my eye quite a lot because of his versatility in the back four. And he can play right back in the back four. He can play centre-back in the back four or in the back three. He's very versatile. And he's basically the sort of player that a lot of people seem to think Callum Chambers is when he's not. Mason Holgate's the one that would be a massive upgrade in that position. But if we sold both Chambers and Bellerin, we may be able to get somebody like Holgate and Lampsey. And that would be great. We've improved the squad without spending a lot of money, which would be perfect. I totally agree with you. I've got a concern about buying plays because you've got another great suggestion on previous podcasts about a certain centre-forward that plays for Everton as well. The worry I've got with getting plays from them is they're obviously bankrolled now by Usmanov, who used to be with ourselves, and we chose to go down a different direction. And he, I think he'd be so determined to make Everton better than Arsenal now and bankroll them. So whether he'd sell to us, uh, I don't know. But um, 
yeah. a good, a really good option, actually. Um, Mason Holgate's one that I hadn't actually thought of, but I agree with. One thing yeah. about Bellerin, quickly, before I move on to you, Chappers, as well, is that it's been widely reported that last summer he wanted to go, but he was persuaded to by Arteta to give us another year, and then he gave him his word that he would sell him this coming summer. I, you know, there's there's nothing that I've read that's, you know, it's gone against that. I, I firmly believe that that is the case. So, I, you know, in, in some ways, I'd be quite happy to keep Bellerin because of the, you know, he, he, he's uh, Arsenal through and through. However, I do think he believes it's time to move on as well, as, as a lot of us fans as well do as well. So what, what's your thoughts, Chappers, on that situation? Uh, I, you know, I've, do you know what? I've just done that thing where I've touched, touched something and then I don't know how. No, hang on. No, it's all right. There I am. That was lucky. You. Jeez. Right. Uh, what's my hair? Where are we? We're all right. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not too. Yeah, it's really not too different. I put I put down Tarek Lamptey as well. I put um, and also the fact that um, uh, Bellerin ought to be sold. Uh, owing to what you just said, actually, Andrew, with yeah, with regards to the rumours that he was going to be sold, and I think he probably needs another challenge. I also think that actually, quite a, a large defining factor um, of him kind of choosing, or, or maybe a factor, should we say, of him choosing to move on, would be the treatment that he's got from a lot of people, from from a lot of the old fans this this year. Um, you know, he's come back from like a what would have been 10, 15 years ago, a, a career ending injury. Um, it's taken him a while to get back. He's he's still not at his best and he may never will be at his best, but he does have that. Uh, he has the experience to, to be able to still be effective on the field, or, albeit he's not as consistent as he perhaps could be. Um, so I think, yeah, for, it makes sense to sell him. Um, from an investment point of view as well. Uh, God knows how much it's going to cost to, to price Tarek Lamptey away. I think he's going to be on everyone's radar. Um, but yeah, he would be... He, I have sort of had very saucy dreams about he and Pepe down the uh, the old right-hand side. Um, <laughs> so, so he would be my number one choice. Uh, again, I, I, I'm... I'm fully on board with the Cedric thing. Uh, he's really surprised everybody, I think, this season, hasn't he? Uh, just with the way that he's he's performed. So yes, good for him. And I'm going to keep, yeah, I'm going to keep Callum Chambers too, purely for his versatility. Let's not forget that, as well as being a right back uh, and a centre back, he can also play uh, defensive midfield as well when called upon. He's certainly had some good games uh, when he was on loan against uh, on loan at Fulham. So, uh, and also, you know, he has got some pretty decent hair, hasn't he? So that kind of swung it for me. The the, the Chambers hair, um, Callum Rooms, as we like to call him in our, um, in our, uh, in one of the many Arsenal chats that I'm in. Uh, so yeah, those, those three uh, are my right back options. It's not the most exciting because you guys have sort of said something very similar. But, uh, yeah, there it is. Excellent. Yeah. That's a really really good point. (laughs) I'm I'm going to come to you first next time uh, to give you a bit more of an opportunity, Chappers. That's all right, mate. On the left-backs. Yeah, no problem. Mine's easy, mate. Mine's easy. 
my left back choices are probably going to surprise some people. Uh, um, Tierney, clearly number one. Um, I, think, I personally think he's become the best left back in the league myself. I don't think there's anyone really that can match him at the moment. I've been, I was really, really torn on um, on what to do there. And I've come up with a, a plan that probably people will laugh at <laughs> and, uh, and think I'm mad. But we've got an issue on, in the summer with Kalasnach coming back from loan. And he's got a year yeah. left on his contract when he does. Don't say it. Yeah. I, uh, his value it. is nothing. No, uh, 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 let me finish. His value is going to be nothing. He's, if we get five million for him, great. You know, I'll take it. But I don't think we will. He's got a year left on his contract. I don't think it's going to be many people coming in to queue around the block to buy him. The wages as well, isn't it? Uh, exactly. Exactly. As point I was going to say, I, I'm tempted just to let him run his contract down for a year and have him as a backup left back, uh, personally, to save that problem. And we've also got Saka that can play there. And because we've got so many talented players up front, I'd, I would not want to play Saka there. But if we were desperate, we could. And he could, um, that would mean that, you know, someone, one of the other players could just slot in up front as well. So that I would actually do that because I don't think we're going to get any money for him. I think we're going to we waste a lot of time trying to get him out all over Europe again. And I just think we just suck it up and let him run his contract down and have him as the backup left back personally. Um, we've also got a couple of other talented uh, youngsters as the you know third or fourth choice. Um, well, fourth or fifth choice actually after Saka. Um, uh, Chalaji Bola and uh, Joel Lopez as well, who, who are in the under 23s. I don't think they're, they're, they're good enough quite this at the moment to come into. In fact, I think Bola could probably do with leaving the club now, if I'm honest, because he's 22. Now, he's not a young kid anymore, and it's highly unlikely he's going to get into the first team. But um, at the moment, they're still under contract. Uh, Lopez is a very, very good player, Spanish left back. But he's not quite ready yet. But he's also fourth or fifth choice potentially for Europa League ties and and stuff like that. He could uh, slot in as well in, in extreme emergencies. But um, yeah, I know that all, all of you are probably going to completely disagree with what what I just said. But I think we could be spending an awful lot of time trying to hawk him around um, and without any luck in the summer. Whereby, for the money we could get, is it worth it? I personally. I really don't think it is. I really don't well, think it I mean, is. We I... might as well just make the, make the most of it. Uh, Chappers, I'll go to you this first this time, so you're not uh, Sorry. getting the last. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, you know, when you're talking about Kolasinac, actually, I, I did have a thought, um, which which was that he can also double double up as uh, Mikel's bodyguard, couldn't he? Um, that would be pretty decent. He's quite hard. Um, uh, so that is a thought, but no, in all seriousness, no, not for me, mate, not for me. I think if we can get five million for him, let's take it. Um, we are going to need all, all the money that we can to boost the coffers. I like what you're saying about um, um, Joel Lopez. I mean, I I don't keep a massive eye on on what's happening in the uh, under 23s and stuff, but from 
the bits of that, bits and bobs that I have gleaned, uh, I hear that you know Joel Lopez is coming along quite nicely, ticking along quite nicely. I've no idea if he's ready for the first team or not, but um, it would be amazing if we could promote um, another guy, uh, another guy from the under twenties, please, uh, uh, representing the old Hale End um, academies. But uh, no, I've, I've, so here are my three choices for left back. Anyway, I've gone for um, Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney and uh, Kieran Tierney. Um, <laughs> I, my idea was actually instead of buying a left back, what we should do is we should build a cloning lab at the stadium, okay, and just clone Kieran Tierney. Because even if we've got three Kieran Tierneys that we can use, okay, we can also clone more Kieran Tierneys um, and sell them on. Although you know that that would kind of <laughs> give our rival. A Kieran Tierney. Uh, we, we, really if we had eleven, I reckon we'd win the league. Um, 11 yeah, Kieran Tierney, I reckon we'd win the league. <laughs> quite right, uh, quite right. So yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm kidding. But actually, um, I did I it did, did get me thinking along the lines of um, well, you you need you need kind of left backs that can learn from each other, and who better to learn from each other than uh, 1980s children's comedy duos? So I've, so I've gone for um, either Keith Harrison Orville as second and third choice, or <laughs> the Cranky as second. What about Hale and Pace? Because that Sorry? comes in with Hale End as well. Hale End Pace. That's very very true. Um, but they, they weren't really for kids, though, were they? Um, well, they weren't for anyone, to be fair. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, yes. Uh, I, Orville would have to shed a few pounds, obviously. Keith Harris would have to, well, be alive. Um, it's about the same height as Lamptey, though, Orville, to be fair. Probably got the same length leg. <laughs> um, but I, I I, did think, I was thinking about, actually, Newcastle, and the, they're, um, they are having a terrible, torrid time of it at the moment. And I... I I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty convinced that they're going to go down, and I think a solid uh, left back uh, backup would be. Um, oh no, he plays right back, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. Yes, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. No, who plays left back? Is it Aaron's or Lewis? Matt, Lewis. Um, no, no, Lewis. Lewis. Jamal, Lewis. Jamal, Jamal Lewis. Yeah, he's absolutely dreadful. Honestly, he's dreadful. Dreadful. Really? He's not I thought he played, but I mm. thought he played really, really. I haven't seen him much this season, but I thought he played really, really well for like, Norwich last year. Uh, and he so did. I, I he hasn't, he's not taken it to it. New, in fact, no. you know Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast. He he knows mm -hmm. the family really well. He re oh, yeah. he does rate him very highly, but oh, right. he's not he's not had a good season with Newcastle. <sighs> um, but, it's a bit of a risk to say it's just the club. He's not a good fit for the club, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, but he did. He, he was. He was taking. You know, catching I, the eye when he was at, at Norwich. I do. I you know, Norwich, mm. But um, yeah, so you'd rather have Orville over um, Jamal Lewis, then, would you? I'd probably rather have Halen Pace uh, than <laughs> Jamal Lewis. For what he well, would cost, did, yeah. Did you know that actually Gareth Hale, the uh, is yeah, Gareth Hale, the one with the moustache, he actually mm -hmm. did used to be a PE teacher, so he could be quite useful, although he's probably oh, well. 
He's probably sort of into his early 60s by now. So. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a fine right. band. I, uh, I really appreciate those uh, those shout-outs. Richard, um, have a, a good comment on the screen from Shane uh, about Ainsley as well. Obviously, is he not in the 25? How much could we get? Blah, blah, blah. Well, obviously, I'm absolutely certain Ainsley's going to come into the conversation before too long. So what's your thoughts about left-back? Well, yeah, I mean, left-back is the one area of the team above anywhere else, I think, that we need someone else in the squad because Kieran Tin is the only first-team sort of first left-back that we've got. Um, I know Cedric's played there a couple of times and done all right, but um, I think we need to get somebody as cover. Now, the problem is that the left-backs that I like, uh, for example, Luca Dina, Everton, he's not going to come to Arsenal as backup to Kieran Tierney. I would be amazed if he did, or anybody of that level. So I'm thinking maybe someone a little bit older, we can get maybe on the cheap, maybe for free, such as Bertrand from Southampton, be good cover, good in the squad, or possibly um, Ender Stevens of Sheffield United. They're about to go down. He's got experience. He can certainly, he could come in and do a job. You know, Tierney's going to play most games. Um, and we just need somebody who can do a job for maybe five, six games, 10 games at the most in the season. So, you know, I would say somebody, one of those two, Bertrand or Ender Stevens, could be a good shout just to, as a squad player because it's going to be difficult Klasnach? to get something. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think both of those two are better than Klasnach, defensively, certainly. Klasnach is, like we said before about playing wing-backs, I think Klasnach is a not bad wing-back, but he's not a left-back mm. Four, not at all. He's terrible. I totally defender. agree. I just, um, I've just got a feeling we're going to be stuck with him, and if we, if we are for the for a season, that, yeah, that's the whole that headache I've been having. Do you know what I mean? I've been taking it a bit too seriously. I agree that we may well be stuck with him, but I'm sure we'll be able to get rid of him, even if we get him, get give him away on a free or something. We could get him out off the off the books. I reckon. You know, he's, he's an experienced player at the end of the day. He's probably well suited to the German league. I'm pretty sure someone in Germany would probably take him. So um, I, I would be looking at somebody else as that cover for left back. I'll say if we can get some, Bertrand, will be free. He's, he's, his contract's up. I'm not sure about Stevens. I think he might have a year left. But if they get relegated, he's probably going to leave. I would imagine if Arsenal came in for him. And I'm, I wouldn't have thought he'd cost a lot. I think he's 30 nearly. So, you know, but as cover... I mean, Kieran Tinney is the future, isn't he? So we don't need to worry too much about it to get a, a first-team player in. We just need cover for him, don't we, really? Um, there are a couple of younger players in, in the youth set up that, that can also be in the squad, as we know. But yeah, I would... Um, Luca Dean would be my first choice, but I can't see any way we'd get him. So I would look at Bertrand for free or or Stevens as the backup and get rid of Kalazanac if um if we can and if if we end up if we can't get rid of him like you said and he's he's there and he's in the squad well he's still in the squad isn't he we can still use him in the league cup or in the group Europa League games and stuff like that you know but I, I'm sure we could we could offload him if if we need to I'm pretty sure we could and get somebody just, in yeah I mean better. he'd we'd have to name him in the squad this is the only thing if we were going to use him he'd have to take a place so or we could that's... do or we could do a Socrates with him I guess I'm just not name him at all. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is what I mean. It's uh, it's wages again, they're clogging up the wage bill. So yeah, well, that's it. And it, uh, that's the down. That's the only downside of, of even giving him away on a free um, is his wages. Um, I think this summer's going to be really, really tough. Uh, really tough. So 
that's, that's, that's the headache I've been sort of thinking over. Of course, I, I want uh, another good player to, to work alongside Kieran Tierney. Of course I do. But I, I just sort of genuinely think that we'll have him for another season. Klasnac. Um Mike, what's your uh, thoughts on the left-back position? Yeah, so uh, first of all, I'm selling Klasnac. I put down five million, but, um, you know, again, that's going to be very that's going to be the high end, isn't it? It's more likely going to be a loan. Of course, he could stick it out. I would uh, opt for um, getting rid of him for maybe not the uh, the sherbet or the uh, the other sweet sweets I talked about. Maybe a, a tin of quality street with lots of strawberry creams in. We could uh, we could switch him for a tin of those. I love those. Um, but here we go. I've got a I've got an option for Arsenal for a left back, and the guy that I've chosen. Um, here's the deal that I've cut. So Stuttgart, I've got Mavropanos, right? Um, and I debated whether we should bring him back. I think that he needs to prove his fitness. Uh, I've been watching him a lot this season. He's done very, very well. And I think he's going to be the future for Arsenal. Um, so I say that we do a deal with Stuttgart where we let them keep Mavropanos for another season. We loan out Reese Nelson to them. Uh, to get their left wing back, uh, who can also play left back. He's a Croatian guy called Borna Sosa. And after much scouting, uh, I do all the scouting for the Lagrove blogs that I have to do as well. This guy is very similar to Tierney. I was looking for a replica. I know you can go for somebody that's different. So you you bring on another guy that, that uh, adds something different to the mix. But in this situation, with Arsenal becoming very much a coached team, uh, with passing patterns and such, I think it's better for the other players if you have a player who's similar to Tierney. And this guy uh, might even be better at crossing than Kieran Tierney. And he certainly has more assist. He's got about seven. Wash your mouth out, Mike. Please wash your mouth out. That's I know. Not, not I know. Case, is it? I'm telling you, in the Bundesliga, this guy has about seven or eight assists at least this season. And he is very, very good. Um, and he's, uh, I think he'd be attracted by a move to Arsenal. His name is Borna Sosa, Croatian left back for Stuttgart. So it would be Tierney and Sosa would be my two. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. No, great shout. I'll, I'll keep my eyes open for him. He's a new one on me. Don't know anything about the lad. So apparently we are, the name escapes me. I'm not even going to try and, but there's a, the centre half that's playing alongside Mavropanos. We are apparently in talks for him as well, which is a bit strange considering we've got Mavropanos who plays alongside him. But I think we might end up uh, having a team of, of Stuttgart players at Arsenal at some point. I think that guy's at Frankfurt, Andrew. I think he's at Frankfurt. He's called Evan and Dicker. I think he's a, he's a Frankfurt player, but I could be wrong. Uh, I'm, I probably, yeah. No, no, actually, you may be right there. I may have got that completely and utterly, utterly wrong. But uh, yeah, you might be right. That name does ring a bell. Right, we're going to move on to the centre-backs now, which I think is going to be a bit more con- contentious as well. I've gone fairly straightforward, um, if I'm all, if I'm honest. Gabriel, I think, is our best centre-back. Um, Mari, very close behind, if not sort of a, a, alongside. Um, I'm definitely going to be sticking my neck out and giving Saliba a chance uh, next season. I really, really want to see him uh, in the team. And this is the one I know, again, I'll probably get a load of stick for, but I'm going to keep hold of holding in as not as a first choice player, but a squad player. Again, someone that's probably more happy to be in the in the squad 
as uh, sort of fourth or fifth choice. Uh, I think he's very settled. He's getting better all the time. Uh, he's got a lot of years left in his legs because not only is he still young, but he's, he's obviously lost uh, a year or so of, of playing. But he's coming back to his best, in my opinion. And I think he's a, he's a very good uh, player to have in reserve. I'm also keeping hold of Chambers as well, which I know, again, a lot of people will not agree with me on. But I, I do think, I do rate Chambers. Again, I don't think there's many better quality plays that will be happy to be a squad player uh, around. I think he's a, a solid player. He always gives his all in any position he plays in, whether that be centre-back, uh, right-back or central defensive midfield. He can also play in a back three. Very versatile, but he's a, he's never really let us down, in my opinion. Anyway, I, I do like him as a player. And we've also got um, a player whose attitude... Um, I absolutely adore. I think he's, he's got so much potential. Um, and it's, it's Mavropanos is another one, but I, I I don't know what to do about Mavropanos. I really don't. I haven't included him in my squad, but he's having a great season. Really is. Um, but um, Mark McGuinness, I, I, I really like. Um, I haven't seen an awful lot of him play because he's been out on loan, but he's he's been doing really well on loan. He's had his injury um uh, breaks this season as well, but his attitude is just spot on. He reminds me of a, a really young sort of Tony Adams coming through the academy with the way, not only because of his style, but I think he's a, probably a bit more adapt on the ball than Adams was at his age. But he's already come out and said that I want nothing more than to emulate my my mates Saka and Smith Rowe by coming into this, the team and really grabbing my chance and and not letting go once I get it and. He really want he really wants it to come through and break through at Arsenal, but he he has got the ability to do that, I think. But it's whether he will get the chance. So I would, I'd like to see him in the Europa League squads, maybe, and maybe the the Carabao Cup squads. And I mean, the, the game I saw him most recently in was um, during the lockdown against MK Dons when he scored that lovely header. I don't know if you remember, if you watched that game. Uh, again, it was only against MK Dons, but I thought he played really well in that game. Um, and he's getting rave reviews. So, I mean, Ballard is not far behind him. And we also brought in Omar Rekic, but he's not even, last time I checked, I don't think he'd even made his under-23 debut. There's something strange going on there. Uh, so I don't think he's ready by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I, I, I was really toying about David Luiz, because I think he's having a really good season and whether to give him that one more year and then potentially see whether he would uh, join the, the coaching staff. But I decided to be really ruthless and just say, no, enough. We have, just have to cut the ties. And if we're going to move forward and have this new uh, Arteta revolution, you can't do it half-heartedly. You've got to do it properly and, you know, rip those band-aids off with how much they, they hurt initially. And I, I would just drop him out of the, the squad. Say, yeah, big thank you to him. Because I think he has done really well. But I would I would really put my faith in, in Saliba personally uh, and really sort of look to the future. Um, so there you go. And I'll go back around the other way this time again, Mike, and to see what your thoughts are on that and, and your choices of the centre-back. Yeah, so uh, starting with the loans, I'd keep McGuinness and Ballard out on loan. I think they would just get lost in 
the shuffle and uh, I think they need to play to prove that they might be good enough another season out on loan. Uh, David Louise was maybe my biggest struggle when I picked this. Uh, I feel very torn on this because he has, uh, for seven-eighths of the season, he's been not just good, he's been very good. And, and I trust Arteta on this. He's got a lot of good options. And I trust Arteta mainly because he's improved our centre-backs more than any other area of the field. I mean, a year ago, we were saying we didn't have any good centre-backs and that Saliba was going to have to be our godsend, and that has proved to be not true. And he's worked with them, made a, it made it to where we don't really mind um, whoever is chosen at centre-back. I hope I'm speaking for the masses. I think I am. And so uh, I wanted to leave it as is, but I wanted to move on from David Louise, and that's something I'm not totally settled on. But I've got five centre-backs. It's the same five centre-backs that Andrew has got bring back Saliba. I actually don't think the club will do that. I think Saliba's probably told the club he's done. But that's what I would do. I'll bring Saliba back and I would uh, bleed him in slowly. I've actually been wanting to see uh, Gabriel and Marie as our main centre-back pairing. I think they're our best two defenders and I haven't seen them together to know if it would work. But um, And then some people say to me, well, they're both left-footed and then I say to them, well, most centre-back pairings that have ever played the game together were both right-footed, so I'm not sure that it really matters that much. But uh, So anyway, I'd love to see Gabriel Marie keep Saliba. Chambers, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, keep uh, yeah, Chambers and Holding. So there's five right there. Um, and so David Louise would move on for free. Um, but I'm, I'm torn on that. I'm very torn. Mm. I've already got rid of Bellerin. Now I'm getting rid of Louise. I'm about to get rid of another senior leader you'll find out about coming up here. And so, you know, as somebody who coaches myself, I know that you've got to have leadership, but I suppose I'll talk about that more a little bit later. Yeah, no, I, I, I basically carbon copy because I was really, really umming and ahhing about Louise. I really, really was because I do like his attitude. I like him as a person. Um, and he's obviously, I like him as a player this season as well. I've always liked him as a player, even when he's at Chelsea. I, I hate to say it, but I've always loved that kind of player who plays the way he does. And I, I don't know who it was. I heard it on a podcast, so forgive me for not remembering who it was that said it, but I totally agree. I heard that he is a footballer that happens to play in defence. <laughs> he's not... He's not like a central defender. He's a, foot, a proper good footballer that just plays in that position. And, you know, I, I like that about him. I know he makes mistakes and he, no one gets more angry than, I, than me when our players make stupid mistakes. But I don't think he's made that many recently, if I'm honest. But um, I just like, I take the rough with the smooth with players like him. And uh, in a similar way, at the other end of the pitch, that's the reason why I like uh, Pepe because he's flawed he's a bit of a flawed genius and I like that type of player and I guess like I said you have to take the rough with the smooth so Richard what's your thoughts on the whole centre-back situation yeah I mean j just um picking up on Mike's point there about two left-footed centre-backs I know a lot of centre-back partnerships are both right-footed but I'm left-footed myself and I don't know many left-footed people that are comfortable playing as a right-sided centre-back whereas a lot of right-footed players are more comfortable playing in, in the left-sided centre-back position. I don't know why that is. It just seems to be what I've found from my own experiences of playing football and stuff like that. You, you don't get many left-footed centre-backs or left-footed defenders that play either as a right-back or as a right central defender just because 
I don't know, it just doesn't seem to work as well. So I'm not sure if Gabriel Amari would work. It'd be nice to see it tried, but yeah. I'm not convinced it would work on the same basis that two two right-footed defenders can work together. I think it's slightly different. I think it's easier for a right-footed, as we've seen with Cedric, I think it's easier for a right-footed player to play on the left than it is for a left-footed player to play on the right anywhere on the pitch. Apart I'm from thinking, maybe... Richard, that, that maybe... Um with the world of these inverted wingers everywhere, not just at Arsenal, that when a, let me get this right, when a left, uh, a right-footed left winger cuts inside, as he's more likely to do, he's on the favourite foot of the centre-back now, So because we're in a different world now. So that was my thought. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly. I mean, I'd like to see it tried to see how it does work and how they complement each other. But quite often with centre-backs, I think you need to know your role. And if they're used to playing on the left, they're going to naturally drift to the left maybe more so than they should sometimes. And it could pull them out of position. I'm not sure, but I'd like to see that works. I mean, in terms of the centre-backs, obviously I'd keep Gabriel, I'd keep Mari. I would offer David Luiz another year. I don't know if the club have offered him. I would try to keep him for another year. I think his experience is vital. Um, I would actually call back Mavropanos from loan and have him in the squad next season. Um, I'm sure he, he could get games. I think he's good enough. He, he, he looked good enough before. He had a few injury issues. He's gone on loan and done well. Um, I would sell Holding because I don't think he's good enough. I would also get rid of Saliba. Because if he's not been given a chance so far, I don't think he fits in with the plans. Um, and I, I agree with Mike. I think he's probably not going to want to stay anyway. So I think we could get a few quid for him because he's young. We paid quite a lot of money for him. Um, so I would clear out him. Obviously, Chambers already said I would get rid of as well. Um, in terms of central defenders coming in, I mean, with Gabriel Mari, David Luiz and Mavropanos, we've got four. I think that's a decent centre-back kind of group. I would maybe look at, if David Luiz didn't stay or if he wasn't offered a contract, then I'd maybe look at someone with a bit of experience who's got Premier League experience as well. A player that I would I would maybe look at could be um, the best to guard at Southampton. I think he's a decent defender as a squad player, you know, to come in if David Luiz went a bit of experience. He's got, obviously, he's, he's, a, he's a tall defender as well. He's good in the air. Um, he could do maybe a job for us as a squad player, but um, I wouldn't necessarily worry too much about it. If we've got, say, Gabriel Mari, David Luiz and Mavropanos, I think we've got four centre-backs, any partnership of which, you know, the, the partnerships would have to work. I think Gabriel and David Luiz at the moment is our best pairing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and then work with what we've got. And that would probably be enough. We've got a couple of younger lads, as you said, you know, maybe keep one of them at the club, maybe loan the other one out, maybe get McGuinness back and, and loan out um, the other one. We've got Reckick as well, don't forget, as well who we just recently brought in. So he'd be in the squad, wouldn't he? I, I guess, anyway. Um, uh, like I said, he's not even played a, an under-23 game yet for some reason. Oh, yes. No. Really I'm, odd. Really odd. Is, I mean, I, I really wanted him, didn't he? And he, he kind of made sure that we got him in January. So Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it's just a bit strange. I think he'll be in the squad, possibly. Um, and I think the money that we could maybe raise from selling holding chambers and Saliba would be able to fund anything that we need to buy. But actually, if we're clever, we wouldn't need to buy a centre-back. We can use what we've got, get Mavropanos back. The money that we make from them defenders, we can then use elsewhere in the squad, which is more urgently to be um, to be sort of um, improved. Mm. I don't necessarily think defensively, the central defensive positions, we need to improve on much with what we've got. No. Getting rid of holding and getting rid of, of Chambers would mean that there's a little bit short in numbers, but Chambers hardly plays. He's played one game this season, so he's not a big loss in the squad. Holding, 
if we've got Mavropanos back, I think Mavropanos is an upgrade. So we've covered there. And I say if David Luiz does go, we would need to look at someone else. But if he stays, then I'll be happy with with what we've got. Um, and I say look at getting the money in for the, the one that we sell to put into other areas of the squad, which is yeah. probably more vital for the next season. Mm. No, good points. Really good points. So, not a lot there. I mean, one one defender I am denied about. If again, if they get relegated, um, as a, as a sort of um, again a squad player only would be that Le, Jamal um, Lascelles from New, Newcastle. I quite like him as a as a player, and I think not as a, not as a starter, but I think he's got good leadership qualities, good Premier League experience. I think he's actually a good player. Yeah. Um, so he will be a, a fairly good, cheap option if they did get relegated. I mean, but Lewis again, I don't think we. Right, and Lewis Brighton got relegated. Yeah, well, he's he's starting to get that to that age, whereby I don't think he'd want to be a, a standby. I think he's what he's late, he's definitely his late twenties. I don't think he'd. I think he'd be wanting to play football, first team football somewhere. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, if David Luiz was to go, and we were needed to get someone in to replace David Luiz in the squad. Yeah, yeah. Lewis Dunk would maybe do that because he. I would mean. Feel- he plays most weeks anyway now, doesn't he? Exactly. He'd be ideal. I mean, I, like, I really like him as a player, mate. I just, like I just said, I, I don't know whether he'd come to just to be a sort of a, a rotational player yeah. or backup player. That's the only thing at his, his stage of his career. <laughs> what about you, Chappers? What's your thoughts there? <laughs> just smash my elbow, mate. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on. I'm going to have to be on the old uh, treatment table for a couple of weeks on that. After that one, I think. Um, well, um, what we're still on centre backs, aren't we? Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I've got something. I the first thing I, I I'm going to say is that I'm actually really really surprised that quite a lot of you uh, have been sort of quite pro Louise because I I did think to myself I I made the decision to to keep David Louise. Um, and I, I really thought that I would get absolutely shouted down, but I, I, I really think that, yeah, as you guys have said, he's he's really improved a lot and, and hit a bit of form. I, for me, it makes absolute sense. Um, I mean, you guys are sort, sort of saying oh, whether whether he gets another another contract or whether he wants to stay. Like he wants to stay. He is. He loves playing for Arsenal, which is great, you know. And I. I I, I have done a real turnaround on on him um, this season because I was absolutely I, I, I'm sure as you remember Andrew I was absolutely no 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 get rid get rid get rid um, but apart from apart from his hair apart from the hair obviously obviously <laughs> um, but he yeah he's he's really really shown that he's a a huge huge figure in the dressing dressing room and just a a huge influence on the team or both on the pitch and off it. And yeah, I, I can't, I have to just go. Yeah, fine. Yeah. We'll keep him. We'll keep him. I really do think that it's, it's beneficial for the team for us to do so. Um, Gabrielle and Marie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I hope, I really hope that, the, you know, there have actually been in, in the background there. I really, really hope that there has been some, since since Saliba last spoke out, that there have been some bridges that have been built. Um, that, you know, call me naive, but I, <laughs> optimistic, if you like. But I, I really, really want him to play for us and I really, really want him to do well for us. And I really like the idea that perhaps 
Arteta is going to give him a chance. It, again, he costs a lot of money. He's a young, he's great young talent. I, 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 it all depends on 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 the player, I guess. Um, but it would be amazing to see him lining up for us next year. Uh, I was how I mean, how many centre backs are we allowed to pick here? I've sort of I've I've gone six, but uh, um, it's, there's not a, there's not a specific rule on it. You're you know, it's if you are uh, looking after the squad. It, if you if you have an extra centre back in there, then you've got to have yeah. a, one player less somewhere else. So it's just one of those, really. But I, yeah. I, I, I think around five yeah. is more than enough, personally. Um, I yeah, I actually think that uh, I think we get rid of holding. I think we we get some money, and we get Mavropanos back. There, I've said it. Um, I, I think that holding is a, a, a decent value at the moment. Um, the left he plays, the the more his value is going to decrease. And Mavropanos has yeah proven to be quite useful. So, I think yeah, I think we keep we keep Mavropanos, get rid of holding. Fair play. That's absolutely fine. No problem at all. Um, we move on to the central defensive midfielder position. Um, I don't think it's going to come to any surprise that Partey is the one that you know is the first choice on the on the team sheet. Really, he's the one to sort of build around in this particular role. Um, the players uh, that I've mentioned before, um, it's going to come as no surprise. I I know exactly what. Richard's going to say, and I think I've got a feeling I need to mute him for just for a minute or so. But <laughs> we've, we've got to move off away, in my opinion, from Jacko. I think that he's been here long enough to have made an impression. And I've, I'm the first to admit when he plays uh, well, just as much as I moan when he plays, uh, makes some mistakes. But he has been playing really well. But I genuinely don't think he's he's the player to take us to where we want to go. And when we're doing a rebuild, like I said earlier, you've just got to go for it. You can't do it half-heartedly. And he's one of the players that has been around for five years. And I know it's it's nothing to do with him. But since he joined, we've never con- qualified for the top four in the Champions League. And like I say, it's, it's not his fault. But it's it's part of that period we need to move away from, in my opinion. And we need to sort of uh, really take this chance to to upgrade for the future. Mm. So I think I'd sell um, I'd sell him. I mean, I've, I'm very pessimistic, again, with my prices because, again, I just think uh, this summer's going to be a nightmare. I think clubs all across Europe are going to look for, for loans or free signings rather yeah, than I was going to say, I think, that, I think that, I, that that's why, bad, why, why it's a bad idea to sell Saliba because I yeah, don't think we've got yeah. anything back on him. I think... It makes yeah. more sense to keep hold of him. Anyway, we've moved off. So I no, no, exactly. I, and, I mean, to your point about um, selling holding and and bringing in Mavropanos, I mean, it, it's, it's the same thought process, really, as what I did, but the other way around. I mean, holding has, has already got... Uh, he's really well settled within the squad. He's got a lot of Premier League experience. So keep holding and sell Mavropanos while his price is really, really high. Yeah, it's it's a tough decision, and and no, there isn't the right one. It's just it's all about opinions. But I think Mavropanos's um, value has gone from 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 right there to right up there because of the season that he's had. So it might be an ideal time to cash in on him. Um, 
Or maybe but yeah, I would, I would sell. No. Uh, I, I, put, I put down fifteen to twenty million for Xhaka. Now, I would. I, that's really low, and I know that we should hope be aiming for more. But in this kind of climate, like I said, I'm erring on a side of caution. So that's what I would um, absolute minimum we would be looking to sell him for. But I would uh, be looking to so a choice, a few choices. There's that are plays that I like. I like Douglas Louise. I like Yves Basuma. I like Thomas Suchek. The one right at the top of my list is, uh, I know it's a, a one that I've been banging on about for ages now and I'm getting bored about it. but it's the AZ Alkmaar skipper, um, Tayan Coop Miners. I, I, the more I read about him and the more I see him, I just the more I like him. I, I just desperately wish that we were in for him. I know that we have made inquiries because, as I said, I've spoken to the guy that works for AZ Alkmaar. He knows the player personally. He knows his agent. And he knows that Arsenal have made contact in the past. But, I mean, look at this, right? This is this season. Um, 26 appearances. Bearing in mind, he spent... Um, 16, yeah, it's 16 of those 26 appearances have been as a central defensive midfielder. He's got nine goals, four assists so far as a CDM. He's played nine times as a central midfielder. He's got four goals and one assist. And he's played once as a centre-back and he's got one goal. So uh, all in all, 26 appearances, 14 goals, five assists. I know it's the Dutch league, but he, that is very talented. Played, he's very good numbers wherever you're playing. He's got the the stature. He's, he's about 6'2", 6'3". Um, really quick, very athletic again. Um, he will complement Thomas Partey's uh, style of play superbly. One of them will be able to go forward. The other one will be able to sit back and vice versa. He's he's deadly at um, with his head. He, scored, he takes their free kicks, uh, regularly bangs in free kicks. But the thing I also love about him is his attitude. He's... Um, I said this yesterday on, on Ryan's podcast. He's got the same sort of attitude as uh, Delict from the uh, Ajax before he, you know, when he met. Remember that uh, video that was doing the rounds? I think it was before their the semi final appearance in Champions League where he was standing on a table addressing all the, all those people uh, when he was only 20, 21 at the time, Delict. And it's been widely said that this guy, uh, Tayan Koopminers, he's got the same kind of attitude. He's been a captain for at least two or three years now, and he's only 22, 23 still. Since he was 20, Andrew. <coughs> Excuse me. I think he's, I think he's, yeah, since he was 20, when he, what, when he became captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just turned 23, uh, if I remember rightly. His value is around 15 million. I think if we could get him for 15 to 20 million pound, I mean, what a player for the future to replace Granit Xhaka with. I just, I couldn't think of a better one. Uh, personally, I would like also then Miguel Aziz to be a regular part of the first team squad next season. He's got the talent, and I would want him to be the first reserve to sort of jump in uh, at the end of Premier League games uh, to play cup games. I really want to get him integrated. He needs to sign a new contract as a matter of urgency because it runs out in the summer. He is a really, really talented guy, and we cannot lose him. And I really want to see him in the first team squad next year. Um, so they are my three alongside uh, them. I mentioned Douglas Swedes. 
with the players, which we'll come on to later, that I'm going to um, look at selling. Hang on one, one moment. I need to... Apologies. We've got the room and the budget, and this this is in an ideal world, to also buy Douglas Louise. I would love to get him as well, if I possibly could, because he's only 21, 22. Not the finished article by any means, but I think that... Uh, He's got a player of immense potential. I, lo- I really like him. And, yeah, in an ideal world, we- I'd like to get Coke Miners and uh, Douglas Louise. Um, I'm going to go to you this time. I think I went to uh, uh, Mike first last time. We need to get a mo- bit, little bit of a move on to get through these. So we don't want to have a two-hour show, um, Chapper. So what's your uh, ideal for C- CDM? Well, I, I just wanted—I just wanted to say, actually, with regards to uh, the coop miners thing, because you were saying, "Oh, well, yeah, I know it's the Dutch league, but don't forget, Stephen Bergvine came from the Dutch league." Oh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, um, a lot of great players have come from the Dutch league. Mate. <laughs> a lot of great players. No, yeah, right, exactly. No, yeah, fair enough. Um, I think keep Granny Jacker for one more year. Um. And, and my, my reasoning behind this is because I want to get um, I do want to get a, a new young central defender, uh, sorry, central midfield player in who has those very similar qualities, but um, does, doesn't get caught flat footed all the time, um, has a bit more of an engine, uh, has an excellent passing range. Um, and, a, a, and we were talking again about attitude Um and you, I think you. Co- I made a comment um, on Twitter the other day, which you also commented on. Uh, so uh, I, I really, really like the look of Bubakari Sumare, who I think we were in uh, in for last uh, last year as well, uh, with, with all the kind of party when, when all the party rumours were going on. Now a lot of people are sort of, uh, have sort of said, well, he's too similar player to party, etc. Et um, but this, so this is my reasoning behind keeping Shaka. Is that if you've got Shaka for another year and Sumare um, sort of competing, stroke sharing the same spot, uh, then I think that their skill set is similar enough that 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 uh, they can sort of combine to make the super midfielder, the super party partner, if you like. Uh, I could be talking out of my ass here, but that, that's my hot take. Uh, keep Shaka for another year just for that. Um, kind of transition period and to kind of get Sumara used to the way of um of what his role should be with party i think it, his his passing range is amazing and i also think you know he's not afraid to go forward uh, and attack and again it's that whole kind of like sharing sharing the uh, the duties with party i think he would be fantastic for us my next, uh, so I've gone part of Jaka Sumare. My next, um, <laughs> my next choice will be a controversial choice, I'm sure. But I am willing to give Joe Willick another spot, another shot. I think that we should get him back on loan. I think he's done okay at Newcastle this year. Uh, and, but I just think we need a little bit of variety in midfield. And in, in this think- is a, in this CDM role in the defensive positions Sorry. Uh, well i'm just talking about in midfield that's, shall we say. that's fair enough fair enough just for four, specify, two, yeah. i'm talking i suppose i'm using like a four two three one formation yeah yeah 
So, um, uh, and and I'm saying, so I've, I've got four midfielders there. Um, and the fourth one is Willick. Uh, just because I think that he offers something a little bit different. And he's got that kind of drive and that dynamic to... Um, to shake things up a little bit, uh, to 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 grab things by the scruff of the neck a little bit. He's done all right at Newcastle this year, so that little bit of experience um, would serve him well. And I think, yeah, let's give him another year. Plus, we don't have loads of money. There you go. Fair enough, Richard. On to you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Thomas Partey is the um, like you said, building the team around him. I do think we need somebody in the squad who can fill in for Thomas Partey when he's not there, when he's not fit. He's not been very fit this season. That's a bit of a worry. Um, I actually quite like the, the guy at Fulham, Nguisa. Um, I think he's only on loan at Fulham, isn't he? Um, I think he could be... Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, I think he could be a good player to come in, or Basuma as well. I think he, he, he could be a good player to play either in place of Thomas Partey when he's not playing or even alongside him possibly I think they're quite similar but either of those two I would be tempted to get of course I'd keep Xhaka because um, he's been this season our best midfield player and I think he's experienced I mean you know you're saying he's, we've not finished in the top four when we've had Xhaka we've not finished in the top four with Aubameyang with Lacazette loads of other players we've not finished in the top four either so let's get rid of all of them shall we as well and let's have no team and start again if we're going to get rid of everyone that's not I wouldn't mind there's no one in this team that's got us in the top four because apart from Bellerin and everyone wants him gone. So, you know, on that basis alone, I don't think that's the reason to be judging Granite Xhaka. I think Granite Xhaka, with his experience, is actually vital. He's, he's a, to me, he's the captain of this team, whether he's got the armband or not. On the pitch, he's the captain of the team. And you don't get rid of him without replacing him with a player who can be captain on the pitch as well. And I think that we haven't got the money, as Chap has just said, to do that. So I think we keep we keep Granit Xhaka. We obviously keep Thomas Partey. I would get in, I say, Anguissa, uh, um, even possibly Lamina as well at Fulham. I think he's on loan as well. I think it was at Bournemouth. Player like that in the squad, somebody like that, Basuma um, and Aziz as well, as as uh, bringing him in from the under-23s into the squad as well. And I think that we've got good options there. Bearing in mind, Thomas Partey's already played and that worries me. We do need some cover for him is more important than, than replacing Granit Xhaka at this moment in time. I think getting a um, someone to cover for Thomas Partey is more important in his role and what he offers to the team, which is unique in our squad. We've got no one else like him, so that should be a priority. Replacing Granit Xhaka isn't a priority because we've got a couple of players who can come in and do that maybe similar sort of job. I'd get rid of El Nenny, by the way, as well. I'd sell El Nenny. And um, I would send Sabios back where he's come from and pay for his playing ticket as well. So, um, I mean, Willock, I know he's more of an attacking player. I, I wouldn't take Willock back. I'd sell him to Newcastle because they love him and he's doing okay there. He's not good enough for us if we want to improve. Make the Niles as well. He's kind of a defensive midfield player in his head. I would send him somewhere else as well, sell him while we can yeah. or somewhere else because, again, it's a player off the wage bill. It's money coming into the club. Torreira, don't forget Torreira and Guendouzi, actually. I would keep Guendouzi. Um, I'd get him back, get him back in the squad and maybe sell Torreira, although Torreira's a better player. Torreira I forgot those guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Torreira <laughs> doesn't want to really be with us, does he? So, although he's a better yeah, player, if we could get him down back. down on my trail list. But the, that's we, the one you think... Sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry, Richard. Carry on. I do apologise. I was just going to say, if we could get the Torreira back that we had when he first came for the first six months, mm. 
I would have him back, but I don't think we will. I don't think he was ever settled in London, and I'm not sure. So I wouldn't bring Guendouzi back in the squad because I think he's versatile, and if he can sort his head out and get his attitude right, he can be a good player for us actually. So exactly. exactly. Everybody else, I would I would sell or get rid of or loan out, whatever, and and that would be it with Aziz coming into the squad a bit more as well, and that's our yeah. midfield area. I think pretty pretty well sorted out actually, and that will take us forward in a good way. I think. I'd, I'd love to see Guendouzi and Torreira um, under Mikel Arteta to see what he could do with them. If we could get the best of them, I, I think it could really work. I think that Torreira could actually be a great partner for part, Thomas yeah, Partey, really, but yeah, I don't yeah, think he would. Sure. Exactly like you said, I don't think he wants to come back. I don't think he's yeah. settled. And yeah. I think the bridges, that, that ship has sailed. The bridges burned. Yeah, so are you going to say something there, Chappers? I was just going to say that Guendouzi's gone on record just this week, hasn't he? Basically, yeah. sort of. Certainly trying to build bridges uh, publicly mm. by saying, uh, you know, when I go back to Arsenal, I'm going to give it all my all. And he's all been told stuff. that he's not got a future there. That's what's happened there. You know, he's, um, <laughs> honestly, I'll bet you a million pound. They, yeah. they, he knows that he's not going to be kept on there. They're also yeah. in danger of being relegated, if I'm honest. But um, he's, not, he's, he's not done as well as we thought he was doing uh, no. overall, I don't think. But I... I still like him. I still think he's a player there, but I again, I think he's he's going to be doing his future because of his attitude. And, and also, I forgot about Elneny. Uh, just quickly, Elneny. I just want to quickly say, in my in my thoughts, I think we've got exactly the same situation that I was talking about with Klasnach. He's got a year left in the summer. Yeah. Uh, his um, actual transfer marked value is five million quid. I, honestly, I don't think it's, it's worth selling him. him, isn't it? Yeah, five, yeah, about that. I, I, it's not worth selling him for five million. I mean, even if it's less than five million, he's he's not on the a lot of money. He's not on a lot of money at all. I think he's again. He's another one that's worthwhile just keeping around and let him go free next year Love because for the money Loan you get for him, loan him out huh? for a season. Loan him out. Is it worth it though? I mean, he's he's, he's more worth having as a, a decent you know, come on in the last 15 minutes to keep things tight type of player for us than just, just getting rid of his Richard, small how wages. Can you just, how can you, I Richard, think... how can you sit there shaking your head? <laughs> the fact that just callously wanted to get through. <laughs> I don't think he's worth. He's, he's not on a lot of money. Beautiful man that is Mohammed Onan. He's just adorable. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> I honestly think it's worth keeping him for the last year, just letting him go to free. I don't think the money we save by, on his wages or the money we'll get for him is worth it. I think he's. it's worth just having him around. He's a very, very popular player. He's, he, he always gives his all, doesn't he? he yeah. I don't know. I, anyway, I forgot to mention that because I, I thought, very similar sort of... I'd, I'd give my all if I played for Arsenal, but I'm not good enough either. No, I'm not <laughs> saying he, he is, but we, again, he, we've got him. He's on a small. He's on a small wage in comparison to other players, and we're not going to get hardly anything for him. Let's face it. So it's one of those. It's one of those, really. I'm just trying to be practical. Right, Mike, what's your thoughts? Um, okay, all right. Initially, I'm selling six and loaning one. I'm selling Guendouzi. Um, I don't think there's a, in a million years that Arteta is going to want him back in the squad. I think that's that's it for him. Torreira, I think, is in the wrong league, as is Danny Sabias. I think that they're they're good players. I think they're in the wrong league. Uh, the English Premier League, I don't think, suits them. 
Um, I would uh, toyed with this one like I did with David Louise, but uh, I'm selling Granite Xhaka because I want to have central midfielders that have a higher floor. And I know people talk about higher ceilings, and I want that too. But Granite Xhaka has a very, very low floor, meaning that uh, the the negative side the, is is just too much of a hindrance when we come up against the very best teams, or sometimes even the average teams. Uh, you know, the fact that he's not quick, the fact that he he's got a, a hot temper. Um, Can I just get your permission to steal that um, for future reference? With that, he's got a low floor rather than a high ceiling. Could yeah. your permission whilst I'm thinking about it. Thank you. Cheers. Sure. Sure, but that's the thing with me. I, I think I, don't, I think I think he's staying. I think he's going to get a new contract. I'm actually okay with that to the to a certain degree. But I also chose to sell Grant Xhaka because I don't think um, that he's going to be okay with being a rotational option. And I think that's where Arsenal are going. I think they're going to move um, him into a rotational position when they bring somebody more athletic in. And I just don't think that having played every minute of every game and knowing what he's like. I don't think he's going to be cool with that. So I think he could turn out to be a problem in the dressing room. It's just my personal opinion. Um, El Nini, um, I really like Mohamed El Nini, but uh, my concern uh, with El Nini is uh, after his wonderful game at Old Trafford, he decided to pass backwards for another three months and became too negative. And uh, I wish he wouldn't because he's so technically secure. don't think there's a necessity. Joe Willock, um, I think, uh, would, is a wonderful player. And I was tempted to loan Joe Willock, but I think Joe Willock is a box-to-box midfielder in a 4-3-3. He needs to play in a 4-3-3 like Aaron Ramsey did and never got to do at Arsenal. And I think he would also be the midfielder that needs to get the goals for Arsenal. If we, I just don't think we're going to play the 4-3-3. So I've got rid of Joe Willock. Uh, loaning out Ainsley Maitland-Niles, I'd like for him to make a smarter choice and go for a team that keeps possession of the ball rather than hits the ball over his head like uh, it's happening at... Um, at West Brom, but I'm a, I'm a strong believer in Ainsley Maitland-Niles. And moving on from him, the, the guys I've purchased, um, I wanted Maitland-Niles to be in the first team a couple of years ago as a central midfielder because I think that he is the Swiss Army knife uh, midfielder that Arsenal need. And when we signed Thomas Partey, I remember writing a blog about the first thing that we would want or notice when we signed Thomas Partey is we'd want his twin brother because Thomas Partey as you, we're all seeing, can do everything. Um, and I don't want to go down the list. We've seen him play. I know his shooting's off right now, but he scored many goals for Atletico Madrid, and I think that'll clean up. And I see Ainsley Maitland-Niles that way, a player who's a Swiss mm. Army player who can, who's got the pace, the athleticism. We need modern athletic players uh, to match up um, with the rest of the teams in the Premier League. And Arsenal don't have that beyond Thomas Partey. And I think that you'll find that that's exactly what the club are going to do because Arteta and Eddie have spoken about the need for having uh, players with that kind of physical profile. Um, so uh, I made my criteria of purchases on players who play can play with more tempo, have the ability to have pitches in their mind and can play one and two touch, um, offer belief to the players around them, like Thomas Partey raised Granite Xhaka's game. There's no doubt about it when he showed up and plays next to him. Um, guys who've got capabilities of scoring goals, because I think we scored one goal from central midfield this year. Um, and uh, and flexibility. I think you'll find the future with Arteta is going to be um, not just forwards attacking players, but midfielders that the other team don't know who's playing DM, who's playing central midfield, and they can move around. So on to the players I've chosen. Um, my first one is Aurelien Chimeni. You may or may not have heard of him. He's Monaco's central midfielder. He is Thomas Partey's twin brother. I've been looking for Thomas Partey's twin brother because 
Uh, I know you may say, well, we need somebody different to complement. Well, if you've got the full skill set, you can pick out which mm. school you want. So if Thomas Partey needs to be the defensive player, we know he can do that. We, we can also see him further forward as a central midfield player. Um, and these, this guy can do the same thing. Um, he actually looks quite like him as well. So, um, But he's a wonderful, wonderful young talent. Um, the other one is uh, Zambo and Gisa, same as Richard. Same thing. I want a Swiss Army knife player, a guy that can play quickly, who can break the lines on the dribble. He's got the most tackles and the most, um, was it running with the ball from midfield, I think, in the Premier League. Both of those statistics. Um, and I wasn't aware of that till the other day. And I think if we could get him for about 25 million. What a wonderful player he is. And maybe the main one is Eve Basuma. Because Eve Basuma encompasses everything, I think, that uh, Arsenal need. Uh, plays quickly, wonderful movement off the ball, positional sense, athleticism, everything that Arsenal need. And he might be actually my first pick if I was going to um, make my choice first, second, third. So there you go. There's three I've bought, uh, keeping Thomas Party and promoting Miguel Aziz, who's a different kind of player, um, but mm. more elegant, isn't he? Um, I yeah, think definitely. Don't think the club are going to do that. I think they're going to loan him, sign him a sign a contract and loan him. But I think he's going to be a future midfielder for five to ten years. He's good enough. I think yeah. he's good enough to start playing for the first team now. Personally, he's he's nineteen. He's not like he's he's sixteen or anything. He's wet behind the ears anymore. He's nineteen. I think he's uh, he's grown a lot in the last uh, twelve months as well in stature. He's got a yeah. lot of um, more muscle. But I think everything that I agree with all, with with all that and you know. What you other two as well said about the other players that you've mentioned, I, I still have to say, you know, all of the qualities that you've uh, mentioned with all the other players, I, I, I still have to say Tayan has got all of those as well. And he's, he's a, and the reason I sort of, um, I like him so much as well, is not only the his age and the fact that you, what you said, Richard, really hit home. You can't sell Granite Xhaka and get rid of his leadership on the pitch without replacing it. That's what he's got over and above, I think, a lot of the other people we've been speaking about as targets to, to come in. He has got that in abundance. Um, so we wouldn't be quite left quite so weak on the pitch with him around. I don't think he, he's the sort of person who will let anyone sort of slack that's playing on the same pitch as him. So I think he's a, he's a really good um, thing in his favour as well. Also... Basuma, I, I totally agree with. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he may get priced. I think it's going to be a bit of a bidding war for him yeah. amongst the top clubs. And I think he might be priced out of our, our bracket. I think he'll end up probably going for more than Thomas Partey. Uh, we've got with Thomas Partey for. And the thing is with uh, Tay and Koopman, is we, I, I'm pretty convinced we'll get him for under £20 million quite comfortably. So it would also leave an awful lot of money um, for the rest um, of the other acquisitions that we need. Can so, I add a couple of other quick... Uh, and the goal scoring. I mean, his, his goal scoring speaks for itself that I mentioned earlier. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to add just a couple more. There are some players that I consider that I think are worth thinking about. Um, Genie Van Alden still hasn't signed a contract. He's free in the summer. And I think, um, you know, Arsenal needed better experienced players for a long time. And I think he's arguably the best experienced player in the Premier League in that category. Um, I think Ryan Gravenberch at Ajax is probably going to go oh, big. I like him. What yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, Ricky Puig at Barcelona. is a, uh, If you wanted to have a more slight um, Santi Cazorla type central midfielder. Uh, but the two that I wanted to just touch on for a second, James Ward-Prowse 
I think has so much value because, you know, he's the best in yeah. the Premier league at set plays, corners and free kicks. You get about a total of about 10 of those a game and he's unmatched. Um, and I think he's also a very good central midfielder. And here's a really interesting one. You guys can think about this. Barcelona are over a billion in debt. So somebody high profile has to be sold, if not two or three guys at Barcelona. And so I'm wondering if there's a way somehow to try and prize Frankie de Jong away, because I don't think there's a better central midfielder in world football in his category as far as being a ball player um, and the age that he's that he's at. So That totally depends on the manager. If they do end up keeping Koeman for any reason whatsoever, then he wants to build his team around him. If Koeman leaves and Xavi comes in, for example, which I think is less likely now because of their situation, then... Um, there's more of a chance, yeah. But I think he definitely wants to build his team around Frankie uh, de Jong, uh, Koeman does. But it depends. It totally depends what's going to happen with but the managerial situation. Yeah, I mean, when you say, though, that if you're a billion in debt, that there's a point comes where what you want is not going to be what you get because somebody's got to go. Mm. You know, just trying to take advantage there of their situation. Absolutely agree. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? I mean, wow. I've just I've just seen that apparently Arsenal was supposed to be really interested in Sander Berg from Sheffield United. Yeah, he's a sort of defensive midfield player, isn't he? So maybe that's where the direction we're going to be going. I, I, that's a new one on me. I have to be completely honest with you. I, I haven't heard that. Um, so. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll. I know that we've been uh, going on uh, a little while. We have to sort of hurry up. I know you, you're in a bit of a time uh, thing yourself, aren't you, Chappers? So why don't you give us your um, attacking midfield options and your strikers uh, in one segment before you before you go, mate? I was just mentioning that in the private chat. It says, guys, do you mind if I fall quickly? As have to go shortly. Shit quickly. Shoot quickly, FFS. There we go. Uh, that's predictive text for you. Okay. Um, uh, I very quickly... Uh, I'm just going to very quickly reel through these. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Martin Odegaard. We shell out some cash for him. Emil Smith-Rowe. Bukayo Saka. Nicola Pepe. Gabriel Martinelli. And the reason is because I think they're all good. Um, <laughs> well, great I, reason is. In, 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 all, in all honesty, in all honesty, I I don't think there's a, a massive amount that we need to do to to tweak our um, to tweak our attack at this point. Um, I think perhaps it's time for Lacazette for us to cash in on Lacazette. Um, it would be may, maybe it might be worth getting another centre forward in. There's been a couple of names touted. Alexander Isaac is one. Um, I've seen a little bit of what he does. He looks great. Uh, he's absolutely excellent in my FIFA Bristol City team. I know that much. Um, but um, uh, Odson Eduardo, I think, is another one that's been sort of touted. To, yeah, ju I think just another centre forward that is a bit younger, a little bit quicker, a little bit hungrier. Um, for the rest of it, I think, I think, I mean, well, Martinelli's, it could be ar argued that Martinelli's hungry, but um, I think the manager needs to be very, very careful and perhaps 
needs to start giving Martinelli some minutes because um, we don't, we really don't want to piss off uh, this amazing talent that we have that we bought for a pittance because he's just want to go, going to want to go. And I just don't want to, I couldn't bear to see him in uh, another shirt other than an Arsenal shirt. So that's it. Uh, um, any, anyone agree or disagree with that or? Um, what about Nelson? What would you do with Nelson? Just quickly, as the last thing. Um, I, it, I really, I've, I've, I've had, I've had a real soft spot for Reese Nelson for a long time, but he is clearly, it's a very, very high standard for the attack, and he's clearly not meeting it. So, um, I think we have to cash in on him as well, don't we? And if we yeah. do cash in on him, then use that that money, or at least put that money towards buying, perhaps buying a new centre forward. A younger centre forward, uh, along with a lack yeah. of money, um, and a decent midfielder. So there you go. Right. I, well, I just wanted to say also to everyone that's listening and to you guys as well, happy St Paddy's. Um, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Bit of a different uh, one. Is anyone actually yeah. Irish here? <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Me, not. Neither. Me neither. But I thought I'd get a couple of cans of Guinness in. Why not? As it is. Any any excuse. Thanks any a lot, mate. Great to have you on, and we'll see you next week for uh, the Graham Ricks return. Excellent. Yeah. And can I just ask, uh, how was the streaming this evening? Because um, perfect. Was it no, no, really? Yeah. Don't jinx okay. it. Don't jinx it. It's been perfect. No issues today. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, fingers crossed, and I'll see you guys next week. Take care, yeah. chappers. See you later, mate. Right. Well. Cheers, right. chappers. Right, we'll go through the same in a similar sort of way because I know that I'm sure uh, maybe you're running a bit of time uh, schedule yourself, guys. But um, my my attacking midfield options, I've got Saka, of course, Pepe, Odegaard, Emil Smith-Rowe. Then I would sell Willock and I would loan Reese Nelson. I am personally not ready to wash my hands of Reese Nelson yet. I think a good loan for a full season is exactly what he needs to, we need as well, just to make our decision properly. Because I think we've handled his career really poorly, in my opinion. I think he needs, he should have gone out on loan for this season. Um, we should have found another loan for him after the first six months that he had at Hoffenheim as well. Um I know he had he, he had his issue with a couple of injuries and so on, but I think he was fit for the majority of it. But he didn't play very often. He uh, fell out of favour, so I, I I'm really reluctant to wash my hands with him yet. I still think there's a lot in there that we need to find out about. So I'd I'd loan him next season. I'll get rid of Willock, and I'll bring in Adamola Lookman, which is a another one out the blue. I just. Every time I watch him, I love that player. He's a bit greedy, though, I, isn't he? He's a little bit too greedy, I think. Probably why I like him in some ways. <laughs> I think he's, he's got so much talent, though. Honestly, oh, yeah, I, I really do. I think he's got so much talent. Uh, he's a player I love watching. He's so direct. He's one of the most direct players you can see in the Premier League at the moment. He gets the ball, and immediately his first thought is just go career towards goal and and he's always getting shots off I do agree he is a little bit greedy but he's still very young and I think he, he can get that out of his game a little bit 
But I, I love that. Pl- I love that type of player, and I can't help it. I just think he wouldn't be a first choice player, would he? I mean, but I think as a squad player, I would love to have him on board. Up, impact up to come on. I think we need perfect. Run at defenders but, and cause havoc. So yeah, yeah, exactly, that. exactly what I, I had in mind. Uh, it's not going to happen, but I just think he's a quality player, a really exciting player, sort of player that gets me off my seat. And um, there's a lot to be said for that, really, in this day and age. I think uh, you know, a lot of fun has gone out of football, and I think you know, I, I like watching players that are fun uh, to watch. But with regards to uh, the striking situation. I'll keep a hold of Aubameyang. I had really um denied over that because I, I thought, and I still would, if, if we had a good offer for him in the summer, I would I would probably part ways, if I'm completely honest, and be be ruthless. But I think we can't get rid of all of our star players all in one go. And it's highly unlikely we, we would anyway. I would definitely keep hold of him for one more season if, in an ideal world. Uh, I would sell Lacazette. Because uh, one year left, it'll be a mistake at his age to offer him a new contract. I, I firmly believe that we've got to uh, leave on good terms. I think he, I, I've got nothing but good things to say about Lacazette. He's, he's had his bad moments as well, but overall, I think he's he's given us a lot in an Arsenal shirt. Um, someone actually gave the comparison with Sylvain Wiltord for Lacazette. And that's quite good, actually. The the career he had, similarly, it'll be seen as a similar sort of uh, player in the future as as Viltord was, maybe. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's that is quite a good comparison. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah about me Martinelli, I, I see Martinelli definitely being down, a player through the middle, uh, long term. I would just still give put everything I could into getting Balogun to stay. Even if we do end up selling him, get him to sign a new contract, whatever you can do, to just to get some value out of him, but and to give him an opportunity, whether it's on loan or whether uh, I think he could play uh, a role uh, some you know some way uh, in our squad, I would do everything we could to, to keep hold of him in, in an ideal world. And my choice of striker to bring in to replace Lacazette is Pats and Dacca. I think we we had to get him for a really good uh, price. I think again, he would probably be able to get him for under twenty million if we're if we play it right. He's got seven, nineteen goals and five assists in seventeen appearances this season. Nineteen and five in seventeen appearances. Again, weaker league, I know, but you don't do that if you if, if you haven't got a special special talent. And um, he's the right age, and I think he's just got everything. He's, he's, he's big as well. I mean, he's, he's six foot one, I believe, around six foot one. He's, he's powerful, um, and I think he is the player. Potentially, what we wished about uh, Lacazette was going to be, if you, if you know what I mean. When we when we signed him, I think he could be that player, but be a bit of a risk, but I think it's a risk worth taking. So I don't think you'd lose money on a play like that at all for the price we could actually get for him. It would only go up, if anything, if he gets more minutes in the Premier League. So I think he's worth a shot. Uh, so, Mike, what do you think about that? Uh, oh, I mean, Odegaard, um, by the way, just for mopping up purposes, which I'll go through at the end. I have been, I don't know whether it's cautious or whether it's a, 
or not, but I've, I put him down as being able to buy him for twenty. Uh, sorry, for forty million. I don't know what you think about that, but whether that's too low or just about right, or maybe too high, I don't know. But I, I've put him down as a forty million purchase. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so I'll run through all the attacking players. I've got. Um, let's see. Willian, I know you're going to tell me that we're not going to be able to get rid of him, and you're probably right. But Sorry, I, I forgot about Willian. I've put him down to sell as well, by yeah. the way. I forgot, yeah. I forgot to mention that. I thought it was the obvious one. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I'm sure he's going to hang on, but um, I try to get rid of him. Um, and uh, I try to sell Lacazette as well. Lacazette um, doesn't even come close to having the, the skill set that Arsenal need to move forward. His lack of movement is just embarrassing. I think he's a, he's a good player. But uh, much like Hector Bellerin, I think Arsenal deserve a whole lot more. I'd loan uh, Eddie and John Jules, keep him out on loan and maybe give uh, Moller a loan from the under-23s. And then also Kido Taylor-Hart, because I think he's uh, we can get him to sign a contract and loan him out. He's somebody that could come into the first team as a youngster uh, later on. Okay, yeah, moving on. Yeah. Um, so I've got six players for the attacking roles, the three players behind the forward. I've got six of them, I, I guess, rotation, right? And what I've done here is I've chosen players that I think that the club are going to be interested in. I think that, again, moving forward, the club are going to be looking for players that offer versatility and flexibility. So I think Arteta long-term, I think one of his long-term goals is to um, win the game before the game, if that makes sense, uh, as far as the other team has no idea how to prepare. Because I think on the practice field these days, there's so much preparation for the other team, more than there ever has been. And if you don't know, for example, whether Smith Rowe's playing attacking mid, left wing, you know, whether um, Saka's playing right, left, uh, left back, he's played everywhere. I think that's really, really helpful in the modern game and will become increasingly more so. So here's the players. Keep Smith Rowe, obviously keep Saka, keep Pepe. Thought about that one, actually. I think there'll be a second year loan for Odegaard. I think that's how that one will go. And I'd love to love to have that. Uh, my favourite player, the one I'd be most excited to buy of all the players we've discussed, is Buendia. I uh, he, we need some more goals, more more of a guarantee of goals, and uh, I'm not sure he offers a guarantee, but he's far more of a goal scoring threat. Two footed, much like Cazorla was, can play anywhere across the uh, the attacking line. One of my favourite players in world football, that guy. Um, and then the other signing I'd make is uh, Silas Wamangatuka. He's also a Stuttgart player, plays um, right wing back slash right wing, depending on, and can also play centre forward. So when a Say so that name again, sorry, Mike. He's called Silas Wamangatuka. Okay. Okay, you need to watch him. Um, he is, I think, the top scorer at Stuttgart this year. I think Bayern Munich are heavily chasing him. Um, and um, he is somebody who could play. He plays on the right side for them. But I see him as a central a centre forward in time, replacing a Bamiyang. So I was not sure whether I really wanted or needed him, but I think long term he could actually be the centre forward that we're we're lacking. Um, moving on to the centre forwards, um, so many options. But honestly, I think I would just keep what we have for right now. A Bamiyang, Martinelli would be uh, contesting the number one spot as a centre forward. Allegan, if we can get him to sign a contract. Um, I think he's got every chance to be right in the mix there. Um, and so, and I also wanted to add, like you mentioned, my shortlist also had Patson Dacker, and I'd be thrilled if we got him. Um, yeah. Gabriel Jesus is one I think that 
Uh, when City bring in a better uh, replacement for Aguero this summer, I think Gabriel Jesus will probably give up. And I think he'll come on the market. Odson Edouard, I think he's going to be on the market. I'd be thrilled with him. Calvert-Lewin is perfect for Arsenal, but there's no chance that Everton are going to sell him to Arsenal. Yeah. And then if we want a false nine, which I think is something else, if we're going to become a strikerless team like Manchester City, then Mikel Oyethabal at Real Sociedad is a fabulous uh, false nine and can also play on the left. Mm. So um, lots of different options there. Yeah, I like... Um... Alex Isak that I've been I've been talking about him for quite a long time as well. Um, he looks like a really good player, very raw still, I believe. But um, in a way, he yeah, he, he, I think he's still about, he's about twenty two, twenty three now. Um, but I think because he was at Dortmund originally, wasn't he? And they yeah. sent him out on loan because the, when they got Haaland. Um, but he, he's a little bit of a mixture. Uh, it's funny. He's a little bit of a mixture. I'm not saying he's any, anywhere near as good as these players. i just you know, lay that down straight away. But a mixture between a Thierry Henry and Ian Wright <laughs> with his skill set and the way that he plays football. Um, I'm not saying... I don't know whether he's going to make it, if I'm honest. I thought he would have done by now. I thought he would have really lit up um, the, the Spanish league, but he, he doesn't seem to have done that as much as I would like him to have done. Um, but I've always, he's always been a player that I've liked, but I think Dakar is so much potential. Edward, I've always liked Edward as well, but he's gone slightly down in my estimation this season a little bit uh, because he's, he doesn't seem like the same player. He seems to have put on a lot of weight and he, he doesn't, he's got still got a great scoring record. Don't get me wrong. He's got 20-odd goals already this season. But I, he doesn't seem as sharp. or any, Something not quite right there for me. Um, but I do like him a lot. And Richard, um, apologies. We'll get round to your choices and then we'd uh, better start wrapping up, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, I've actually got... There's five players in the forward attacking areas that we've got at the moment that I would get rid of if possible. Um, Willian's top of the list, although I agree it's going to be difficult to get rid of him. But if we can, he would be top of the list. Lacazette, as well as we've all mentioned, I think he's time for him to move on. Um, Reese Nelson, I would actually sell. I think he has had opportunities and I don't think he's good enough for what we need to move forward. I think he'd be, he could be a good Premier League player somewhere, you know, a mid-table. I know we're mid-table at the moment, but like a mid-table club. I think he could be a, a decent um, player there, but not for us. And I would also sell in Ketia because there's another one that I feel has had chances and isn't good enough. So I will get rid of all them. And also, controversially, maybe I would sell Nicolas Pepe as well because I just don't think he's what we need. So, and I think we could get good money for him still. I know nowhere near what we paid for him, but I still think he's probably our most... Out of all the players that I would sell, he's probably would get the most money for him out of all the others because one of the contract that he's on his age and the fact that he has played up and down in the Premier League for two seasons. So I would sell him. I would obviously keep Saka. I would get Odegaard if we can sign him for permanently brilliant or as Mike said, another season loan would do. I think he'd definitely keep him. Uh, so Smithrow, Saka, obviously Aubameyang, we're going to keep because he signed that new contract anyway. He needs to buck his ideas up. Um, and Martinelli, of course, as well. In terms of bringing players in, um, with Pepe gone, I would be looking at either St. Maximum at Newcastle, especially if they get relegated, or Pedro Neto at Wolves, who's 10 times a player Nicholas Pepe will ever be. He's yeah. a little bit younger. Um, he's 
far more direct. He's got far more in product, far more consistent. So either of those two to come in for Pepe, I, I agree we need another centre forward. Um, I quite like, yes, Calvert-Lewin's a player that I would love at Arsenal, but I agree with, I think it was Mike, wasn't it, who said we're never going to sign him from Everton. He's not going to leave Everton to come to us, is he? But he would be perfect for us. Failing that, I would actually, with Lacazette going, I would I would maybe be tempted on Danny Ings. He's a little bit younger. Um, I think, you know, he's a little bit more mobile than, um, than Lacazette. He scores more goals. I would be maybe looking at someone like that. I, I like players that play in England because they haven't got to adapt or adjust. Um, all these, you know, all these players from from foreign leagues may well be good players. I, I don't really follow the foreign leagues that much, but my worry with them is they might take a year to settle in, and that's a year wasted of the season. Like we've done it with other players before. Yes, they might not. They might settle in straight away. But I feel someone like Danny Ings or, or Calvert Lewin shouldn't take any time to settle because they're used to the league. Um, I still think Wilfred Zaha is still on my kind of radar. I would like him. I think that ship's probably sailed now, if we're honest, um, at his age as well, 28. I think we probably aren't going to get him. But, yeah, that would pretty much how I would. And also, in terms of the young guys, I think that Muller actually looks like he could be promoted into the first-team squad, possibly. Um, he's another option, isn't he? I don't think we've got an option, uh, someone who's good in the air, who can get on the end of crosses. We do tend to put a lot of crosses in now, and no one's on the end of them he would maybe give us that extra option without getting Calvert-Lewin, of course, which would seem unlikely. So, you know, I think if we've got some maximum on Neto on the wing, putting in more crosses, you know, Sakharou puts in good crosses, Tierney puts in good crosses. We need a centre-forward, not like a Bamiang, who's not very good at in the air, doesn't attack the ball. We need a centre-forward who's going to attack crosses because we are putting in a lot more crosses now. That seems to be the way that we're playing. So, yeah, either, say, Muller, who looks, who looks could yeah, he's still too young at the moment, but I'll get him in the squad. But yeah, maybe Danny Ings as well, because he's he's not bad in the area, attacks the ball. And we could probably get Danny Ings actually, I think, if if we really um put ourselves out there. And I see another player I like is the guy at Aston Villa. I think is he Egyptian or um Albanian or something? Is it El Ghazi? I think he looks quite quite decent. El Ghazi at Aston Villa. He's been around for quite a long time now at uh, Villa. Yeah, no, he has, but I think technically mm. he's a very player and I think he could be a good player for us you know again he's another player could we get someone from Aston Villa when potentially they're going to finish above us this season you don't know I don't know what their what their plans are I guess long term but they're the sort of players that I would look at but yeah I, I would definitely clear out a lot of our attacking players which I don't think are good enough and I think have held us back over the last couple of years because they're not good enough and we need to clear them out we've got some great good attacking players at the club that we keep Martinelli needs to play more and then I say, look at getting two or three in. We should raise quite a bit of money from, from selling our attacking players. Got some money yeah. coming in. Neto or St Maximum would be top of my list, definitely. Especially if Newcastle get relegated. We should be all over St Maximum. We should offer Newcastle whatever they want for him. And I think he's, he'd be fantastic. I said that last season when they first signed him. He's a, he was a much better option than Nicholas Pepe at the time. Uh, and, you know, we somehow ended up with the wrong one again. But... Anyway, we, we still might be able to get that done. He's, he's only, what, 24 at so maximum. So he's still he's come up to his peak as well. we got another three years out of him. I think that that would be a big one for me. So if they go down, we should be knocking at their door. I mean, I only live around the corner to their training ground, so I'll be knocking on his car door and having a word with myself if, uh, if they go down. Um, you know, I'll pay for his train ticket down to London. There's a, a player um, here that... Um... Here we are. AFC, sorry, it was already on the screen. Being stupid now. AFC Joe Carey 
kindly uh, left us a, a, a comment. So, has anyone mentioned Yusuf N. Nasri or Antoine Griezmann? Well, I don't know an awful lot about this Yusuf N. Nasri, if I'm completely honest with you. Yeah. He's got a really good record this season. And apparently, it's, it's a player that West Ham are interested in. Um, he's got value on this transfer mark to 13.5 million quid, which, again, can take with a pinch of salt. But Sevilla, uh, this season, he has got 27 appearances and 15 goals. But he's also really quite tall. He's about 1, 1.9 metres, which is, what, 6'2", 6'3", something along those lines. So he, I mean, he could be a presence in the box. Um, I, but I don't know much about him, if I'm completely honest. Do you know much yeah. about him? I know quite a bit about too? him. I've watched him, but um, he's a, just a, he's a, I think he's being linked because Arsenal needs physical presence because Aubameyang plays like, yeah. uh, plays like he's just scared of contact. He always has, actually. So unless you mm. create goals that Aubameyang likes to score, Aubameyang's only going to score you two or three types of goals. Uh, but um, So I, I think my hope, I don't know what Richard, is that Martinelli can be the player... That, oh uh, yeah, because he's much. He's great with his head, isn't he? Yeah, he could be. He, he he could be. Although I I actually see him more playing on the left side. Actually, you know, Saka on the right, Martinelli on the left, and a centre forward who's going to attack crosses in the middle. And Martinelli can also come in from the left hand side. He'll get on the end of crosses from the right, um, which is what he was doing before. But I think he's really good on the left hand side, actually. So yeah, he, he he can also play through the middle. So he's that option as well. And he's probably, I know it sounds strange when Aubameyang's got all the goals, but he is probably better in both those positions than Aubameyang is, isn't he? He's a better centre-forward and he's better on the left, I think, than Aubameyang. But for some reason, he's not getting a sniff at the minute, which I find baffling. But anyway, I'm sure there's a reason and I'm sure he'll play more next season. But yeah, I mean, he, he's good in the air. He attacks the ball. That's the main thing. He he wants to get on yeah, the end. Exactly. Of, you know, mm. and Aubameyang, I agree with Mike. Aubameyang doesn't want to, he's not going to, Put himself in a position where he might get hurt by get, trying to get on the end of something. Yeah. Martinelli would, would would push his own teammate out of the way to get on the end of a cross, you know, yeah. like he might used to. And we don't have, I don't know why Birmingham doesn't do that because he scores enough goals. He'd score, he'd probably score another ten a season if he did that, wouldn't he? Well, think about it, Richard. Richard, you think it's not just he doesn't want to have the physical contact in the air. Where does a Bamiang hang out on every single cross? He's at the back post, never in the middle of the centre backs. He no. just has a legitimate fear of being hurt. I mean, maybe you could say, well, he's had a career of almost no injuries, a smart man, but that limits the team that he's playing for. And, and I love what you said about Martinelli, that he would push his team out of the way. And the word that I would use, you, you did it better, but is that Martinelli has hunger. When I watch that guy play, off the ball, on the ball, he's got so much hunger. And I don't mm. see that in Bamiang, and I never have. He's just a niche player who scores a lot of goals. And because Arsenal don't score many goals, you sort of have to keep him until we find players that can guarantee your goals where he can, you know? Yeah, no, that, that, I, that that's that's the problem we've got is we've relied so much on Aubameyang's goals over the last two and a half years since he's been or three years, whatever since he's been at the club. That one, it's maybe stunted other people's opportunities. Inketio hasn't got as many opportunities as he might have done. Martinelli certainly hasn't got as many opportunities as he might have done because it's a brave man to leave Aubameyang out of the team for any length of time when he's fit. When you you know you can pretty much guarantee if you play if he plays ten games, he's going to probably score seven eight goals, isn't he? just because that's what he does. And I, I totally agree. I don't know how he does it because he doesn't put himself in the right areas often enough. And if he did, he, he would literally, he would score 35, 40 goals every season, wouldn't he? If he actually that's put right. himself in those positions, yeah. I can't understand why he doesn't do it. He plays he's, he's, he's got the stature. He's six foot two, isn't he? 
Aubameyang, yeah. but he, he doesn't put himself about like that. Yeah, if no, you think about it, if Aubameyang played for uh, a, a smaller club, he would be getting five goals a season because those clubs have just whipping cross after cross in the air. They don't play this nice on the ground football. They don't play to your strings. They just take what they, the little scraps that they have. And Aubameyang would score very, very few goals. He's lucky that he's not maybe lucky. He's a good player, but he's only really ever played for elite clubs the last you know, seven or eight years of his career. And that's why it's because the volume of chances that uh, they create for him, he's going to score goals because what he does do, he does very well, but he's limited. Mm-hmm. No, he is. Yeah, and he is. You're, you're right what you said about the type of goals that he scores. He either scores them goals when he cuts in from the left-hand side and yeah. shoots his right foot. He'll score a lot of them. He scores yeah. a lot of goals when maybe someone puts a low cross in and he arrives yeah. at the far post and finishes yeah. them off. He's done a load of them goals as well. And then you're looking at it and you think, what other goals does he score? He doesn't no. make goals himself, really. I mean, you're the ones cutting in from the left a little bit. He cuts in and shoots, but he doesn't... He's not going to score a goal from nothing, is he? He doesn't chip the keeper from the edge of the box. He doesn't you know, he doesn't throw himself into the six-yard box or dive in headers or, you know, get on the end of crosses or anything, does he? Right. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand how he scores so many goals when you watch him. He, after time, he... I mean, I said it on my video the other day that um, he's not... If if someone's not setting goals up for him, he's never going to score. And yeah. if you're losing the game... And, you know, the, the other week we brought him on with about five minutes to go in the game. It's like, why are you bringing him on with five minutes to go? He's not going to get you a goal unless we've got the ball... And we're going to be creating chances when we, I think we were winning the game, and we were just looking to see it out. There's no point bringing him on because he's not going to do anything. He's not going to contribute to to that situation at all, is he? And I just, I don't know. I, I like Abamia. Don't get me wrong. And I, you know, and I do. I understand that he's got a lot of goals for us, and he, he could his goals per game ratio is as good as anyone in the last 20 years at the club, probably since Thierry Henry left. But I, I get frustrated with him because he he doesn't. He could score. He could score a lot more, and he should score a lot more. Because he's he's a natural finisher, isn't he? When he's in those positions, he's he's a good finisher. He is, um, and he, he's a way he reminds me a little bit, and it might seem strange. He actually reminds me a little bit of Theo Walcott. He scores very similar goals to Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott never put himself, you know, maybe Theo Walcott had a little bit more physicality about him actually than the Bamian does. And he, but they're quite similar, aren't they? You know, Theo Walcott yeah. wasn't even when he played as a centre forward, he wasn't that centre forward, was he? He, he liked cutting in from the left hand side and, and shooting, or um, he, obviously his pace was was a massive um, asset. The ball through the through through the defence, he would run onto and score. But I think they're they're quite similar type of players actually. Um, and you know, as much I love Theo Walcott, and I thought he was great for us. But I guess in the overall scheme of things, even a and we need somebody better if we're going to challenge at the top of the league. I think we do, and I think we need a better centre forward. And Martinelli for me would be ideal, but I don't know what's going on with that. Honestly, that's baffling for me. I, what, what, well, why is he not? We've he, all seen the uh, training videos, haven't we? That he's 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 working yeah, on his centre forward work. He got taken off at half time in a game against Man United when it was nil nil at half time, right? And he, he hadn't done brilliant, but he hadn't done bad. No one had played that well in that first half, and he's not even been on the pitch since. And that, when we played, he, he's not been on the pitch has he, since then. Not really. I've got a theory. No, no he hasn't. He was, Sorry, go ahead. No, I just said he hasn't been on the pitch since that Man United game at half-time. Yeah. Right, carry on. Yeah, I've got a theory. Um, you know, our coach is all about organisation and structure, maybe beyond anything else. Arsenal are a far more organised team. And when you think of that, sometimes your thoughts go back to, you know, uh, the 90s, 80s, uh, early noughties, where 
organization structure was your back four and your midfield. It's not anymore, is it? It's your forwards and your forwards and, and the responsibilities they have in the defensive third, yeah. and tracking yeah. runners, and these things have now become very much part of the modern game. And that's why he was subbed against Man U. So I'm wondering if Arteta said to him, listen, you know, you've got all the talent going forward, you're a threat, but you need to learn the defensive side of the game. And when you when you're willing to do that and learn it and improve in that area, I'll give you the opportunities to show us what you can do at the other end of the field. That's my best guess. But is, is that not, I mean, I agree that could well be the reason, but is, is that not going to take away something massive from his game? I mean, he was last season when he first came and he was playing, first of all, in the cup games, Europa League and the Carabao Cup and stuff like that. What was, what was good about him was that he, he didn't play to any real structure. And that was what was so great about him. And defenders didn't know what to do with him. They couldn't really mark him because he he, he wasn't he, was he playing on the left? Was he through the middle? No one knew what he was doing. He would run around, chase after the ball, close people down, work hundred hundred percent every game. But without, like you said, without that team structure, maybe. But that's what was so great about him. And if Arteta tries to get that out of him and make him become more like a robot, like all of other players are, then yeah. I think we're going to lose something because I, I, I don't enjoy watching Arsenal as much these days for that very reason, because it is very robotic. It's almost like yeah. synchronised screening sometimes, isn't it, watching Arsenal play? Yeah. Because it is far too yeah. strong. I like to see players that, that are going to prepare to, you know, take a chance and take a risk. And we very rarely do it. And maybe you're right, maybe it's why Martinelli's not playing. And if, if he starts training it out of him so he gets to play, he's not going to be the same player. He's just going to be another player. Like he's going to end up just like a Bamiyang, or he's going to end up like someone else. I mean, it's only really Saka and maybe Smith Rowe to a certain degree that he allows a little bit more freedom. But even they've still got to fit into the structure, haven't they? You know, Smith Rowe's a little bit more of a loose cannon at times in in the forward areas, but you know, he's still back defensively doing his duty there, isn't he? He's not allowed complete freedom. Neither is Saka, and it's a shame really because those players have got so much flair, and it's almost like Arteta doesn't want that in the team. It worries me a little bit. It's like you know. Um, even Nicholas Pepe sometimes is defending on the edge of his own box, mm. and it's like yeah, okay, do the job sometimes because you're part of the team. But that's you know the same when when Mesut Ozil was playing. You don't want Mesut Ozil playing covering your left back because that's not you're not going to get your best out of Mesut Ozil there. Well, can, Rich, how many times did I say that about about Pepe? You need paying seventy two million quid for a yeah. glorified you know wing yeah. back. You, you don't I, I don't that, I haven't always blamed Pepe. I think he has. He, no, I'll just use Pepe as an, as a, an example. Right. You know. It, Right, and sometimes but, he hasn't. Done, he's, he's not. He's not done but enough. But your flair players, it's wasn't up front. Yeah, mm. you've got to allow. I mean, Erdegaard seems to be the sort of player that wants to work anyway. He, he seems to want to tackle back, and he does that naturally by the look of it, and that's fine. But you know, you've got to allow those sort of players. You've got to allow them a bit of freedom in the final third, so that they can do what they're good at and let them express themselves and what they're good at. And the things that maybe they're not so good at, you know, for example, Özil tracking tracking back, he wasn't no good at that. If you're going to make him do that for sixty minutes in the game, you're not going to see the best of him. You know, if, if you're going to make a Bamian yeah. cover his left back, which he does, you're not going to see the best of a Bamian at the other end of the pitch because he's going to be knackered when he gets back up there. And if you make him Martinelli do that, you're not going to see the best of Martinelli when he plays. And that's yeah. an issue. That's an issue with the coach, definitely, and if with the structure, well, I, which is. I don't think I've ever seen. Sorry, to, I don't think I've ever seen a more hard-working player anywhere than Martinelli. He no, he literally he busts he a cup, never gives up. No, no, he doesn't. But he, he maybe he's not doing it in the areas that Arteta wants him to be doing it. Yeah, but he'll chase like, around all, all the way around the back. Frustrating, yeah. frustrating, yeah. isn't it? 
in front every single defender. He's, he's just chased, closing them down, closing them down. But Arteta doesn't want him to do that. He wants him to be. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah, no, it, that that annoys me. You know, yeah, I, I want. I want to see. This is what I was on about earlier when I said we were talking about um, Lookman. Yes, he's a frustrated player. I just want to see players that do things off the cuff at the sharp end of the pitch and just excite you and do it, will he? I'd say I wouldn't let him. No, it's, you know that. Anyway, that's 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 for another show, another day. I think uh, yeah. because I know it would have been how. I mean, I I don't want to be keeping you within two hours now, Mike. How are you getting on for time? And obviously you, Rich. Are you okay just uh, for a few more minutes just to finish up, or you do you need to go? I'll do or... Five more minutes if that's cool. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just just give us a nod when you need to go. Um, but it's just a quick sort of um, overview, really, of the ins and outs and, and the money side of things. Because on my point of view here, I've got a list of players that I would sell, which are. I'll have a bit of a recap uh, later, you know, maybe after, you, you know, you need to go, so I won't keep you uh, too much longer. So it's Torreira, I would sell. I've put 15 to 20 million as a rough guide. Gwendouzi, I've got 10 to 15. I think his value has crashed, personally. Bellerin, I've got 20 to 25 million. Willian, probably quite optimistically on, actually, on this one, thinking about it. I've got 8 to 10 million. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I'd accept eight quid rather than eight million, but um, Lacazette 20 to 25. I still think he's got that sort of value in him personally. AMN 15 to 20, Runison one to two, and that up million, but again, one to two quid is fine. Um, Xhaka 15 to 20, take the sweets from Mike. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I, I think I've probably been under. Uh, on Jacques Adair, but I've been, you know, say cautious, 15 to 20. And Ketia, 10 to 15. Willock, 10 to 15. So all of that added up comes to um, 167 million quid. At the best, at the worst, 124 million quid. Now, I mean, if we were to get all of those out, I mean, my God, you know, I think we'd need some kind of award, but it ain't going to happen. But that's in the absolute ideal world. And the buy uh, players to buy in list that I've got, I've got Douglas Louise at 30, Odegaard, 40, Coke Miners, 20, Dakar, 20, Cash, 30. And I've just realised I've, I've missed off... Um, uh, Lookman, what do you reckon for Lookman? <sighs> twenty. Oh, I'll put around twenty. Depends if they get relegated. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, this is only rough, very, very, very rough. But if we were to get all of those players, that's hundred and sixty. So, it, if we were to sell all of the players and and get all that players, even in the worst case scenario of the values of that list of players out. Uh, we're only looking at 36 million net spend, which when you're talking about a much, much needed reinvigoration of the squad with young, hungry players and players that really suit Arteta's style. It's a snip, really. It ain't going to happen, but it's 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 just an idea, isn't it, of what can be done and what amount of work has to be done in the summer. I mean, have you got a, a rough idea about where yours would stand, you guys? Uh, yeah. I don't, don't mind who goes first. I mean, Mike, 
Yeah, sure, sure. Well, um, before I took the late decision to loan out Maitland Knowles and bring in the guy from Monaco, Chimeni, um, I actually broke even at 165 million uh, of sales. sales That's and weird, isn't it? It's very similar. <laughs> very similar, actually. Um, and so I won't, you know, break it down. Uh, all, all I'll say is because I'm a little tight for time is um, what Richard said earlier really struck a note, and it's the crux of what I would do if I was put in the position to uh, to change the Arsenal squad. Is I want the players on the field, in particular, my first team or the players who are in the rotation, to be mostly, if not almost all of them, with Premier League experience. You know, because I spend way too much time wasting time looking at all these other footballers from different um, leagues. It's tempting because you see all these lovely shiny toys other places, but the truth of the matter is, you know, if I was to line up the um, the first eleven, it would be looking like something like Leno and Lamptey and Tierney, and Gabriel, and Mari. So the Lamptey, Premier League experience. Basuma in the central midfield, Premier League experience. Anguissa, um, or party. Anguissa, Premier League experience. Buendia, same thing, Premier League and Championship experience. Uh, and all these other guys that I've kept. The only one is, is Wamon Gatuka. But every player, I think, that if I was to pick the first 11, would be either a former player or a player who's come in with Premier League experience. And I think that that's the way Arsenal need to move. They need to go get themselves a more modern athletic team with flexible players. But I think they need to get Premier League players because you look at situation at Liverpool where Thiago hasn't really settled and they're on his back and there's players all over the league, top, top players, that they spend a year, year and a half. Even Thomas Partey, like Richard said earlier, Granit Xhaka has been our best midfielder and Thomas Partey's clearly a better player. But Tom, but Jack has been the better midfielder because he's been around for five years. So I'd really, I'd really rather not have to keep waiting another season, another season for these players to bed in when you can sign a player like Basuma over a, maybe a fractionally more talented player from abroad who's going to take a year to two years to settle in. So that's my final thought: is I would sign Premier League experience as a priority. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very good points. Very, very good point. Um, Richard, what about yours? I mean, how yeah, do you yeah. think that yours ins and outs would compare? I mean, I think because I've maybe would have sold a few more players, I've got about 16, and including Saliba, who's probably worth a few quid, um, Pepe, who's probably worth a few quid. I think I could probably get in not maybe not far short of I don't know 180 million maybe in sales if we got rid of them all. Um, and with the players that I would be looking at buying, like I've said, as as Mike says, well, you know, the players with Premier League experience, we could easily get all of them for a lot less than that. Uh, I know you, you've got to factor in wages and contracts as well, don't forget. And we don't yeah. know what the players' contracts are going and to be. And reality, worth. the reality of the marketplace, obviously. Yeah, it goes yeah. without saying, doesn't it? I, I think, you know, I'd be happy. If we could get 180 million for the, all the players I sold, and we could bring in, we would then be able to bring in players of a quality of, you know, maybe Neto, um, you know, Basuma and and then Guisa maybe and you know um Lamptey and whoever else that we needed. Danny Ings we could probably get. We could we could actually really invigorate the squad. And it's getting rid of players that most of them um are not haven't done enough while they've been at Arsenal to to prove that they're gonna be the ones to take us forward anyway. So we're not gonna lose anything by getting rid of them. We're gonna make some we're gonna bring in some some cash. And it's going to enable us to buy 
some player which hopefully can be better. There's no guarantee that they're going to be better. Sorry, one, one moment, Rich. Sorry to interrupt. Do you need to shoot off now, Mike? Yeah, I probably do, guys, yeah. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. Really appreciate it. Um, I mean, just give everyone a sh- quick shout out what you know where they can see your work because I know you know we ret- retweet it at every opportunity and so on and so forth. But uh, it's great stuff that you do. So where can people find it? Yeah, yeah, I write the positives, needs, and hopes column for Gunnerstown after every Arsenal game, um, and uh, I'm on their uh, podcast after the game. Occasionally, I do the transfer blogs um, when it comes up to the transfer windows for Lagrove. And the quizzes uh, that Richard is the king of for the Mr. Arsenal channel, I think um, there's going to be one coming up next week, Richard. So, uh, And, of course, Andrew's done those as well. So they're the main things to do. I, uh, I have a very real tactic for that, to try and get as, as little points as possible every <laughs> single week. And it works pretty well most of the time. Uh, but, yeah, no, Mike, thank you ever so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Hope you'll come on again soon. Um, watch next week for the Graham Rick show could be a good one and please tell LeGrove to stop blanking all my messages that I keep sending him I don't think he thinks I exist so put in a good word for me that'd be great Sure. and uh, hope to see you again very soon thanks very much for your time thanks Andrew see you Richard yeah, right. take it easy Matt speak to you soon yeah yes see ya thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel, and whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Thank you.